All right. All right, look, uh, this is Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit. It's KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. And a big thank you to Debbie Johnson and Free Range Radio Theater just before us. And uh, a big thank you to my in-studio guests who are going to get things started with us here uh, right off the bat. It's Lizzie West and the White Buffalo, a.k.a. Anthony <laughs> Giraldo. So uh, anyway, Lizzie, hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> we're so good. We just came from a boat trip on the river. Yeah, we were swimming in the muddy Mizzou today. Mm-hmm. Really? Just today? Yeah. Just, just now, literally. <laughs> we just had a really fun time watching huh. the sunset. Over yeah. There. All right. Um, all right. But that's not where you've been uh, of late. We'll talk about that as we sort of get going. But do me a favor. Why don't you guys play something for us just to get things started? I can take a breather, get my act together here. Okay. And then uh, you guys will move. We'll move along the holy road, as you guys say. So. All right. All right, I'm All right everybody. Uh, Lizzie West and Anthony Caraldo, Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. We're really lucky to have them with us, at least for a little while. Uh, and uh, uh, check it out on the web if you're um, out there. Hello to everybody on CosmicWavesRadio.com. That's streaming live right now. And for everybody listening uh, here locally and regionally at KOPN, uh, we appreciate it, okay? Lizzie and uh, Anthony, thanks. Here we go. Close your eyes Close the door You don't have to worry Anymore
door You don't have to worry Not anymore Cause I I'll be There you have it. I love it. I can't get the smile off my face. So, all right, Lizzie West and the White Buffalo, a.k.a. Anthony Caraldo. So, you guys, thank you, first of all. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's see. Anthony, you're on two. And what's your, where are you at? I'm sorry. I, I can hardly four. see you, though. Okay, cool. All right, and we'll take three down for just a minute here. All right, it's Mike, and we have sort of a, a not the typical opening to the show, but uh, that's the way we like it here. And it's Radio Orbit. It's about 12 minutes after 11 p.m. on the 5th of June, already the middle of the year. Mm. And here we are. And uh, last time we spoke with Lizzie and Anthony, they were sort of on their way out of town. And now they're on their way back. Uh, Or they're just back over the last few days or whatever. Mm So anyway, uh, what's up? We just got back here to Columbia, and we're so glad to be back. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. Can't tell you. We were, we really ran around for that month of May. Mm-hmm. We had a good time stuff. running around, though. Which yeah, we did. East, you go west, you go north? We went east. East, yeah. northeast, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, we did all kinds of crazy stuff. Musically, or you were having fun, or you were doing gigs? and We both were doing and both. Mm-hmm. I mean, gigs right. and fun, but we... We stayed at Nalpaca Ranch and oh, right slept in the barn and had some really good adventures there by the <laughs> river in New Hampshire. How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the rains came. That was They were yeah. heavy, heavy rains. There was some big flooding. Did you hear about that? Yeah, in New yeah. Hampshire? yeah. I didn't know that. And that was beautiful. And we headed to New York. We had some great shows. And yeah, had a good time. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Um... We haven't really talked, but I have to ask one question first because of something that came up in between the last time that I talked to you guys. The whole white buffalo thing. I, I mentioned it on the last the last time we were on the air, and I said I have to ask Tony what the where the name came from, and then I forgot to do it, so we have to take care of that first. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, Lizzie and I are both really fascinated um, by Native American culture, mm, and it is a very sacred symbol in the Lakota. Um, Indian tribe as well as others I believe but for us it is a symbol more than just me being the white buffalo but it's more of a universal um, belief that something good has begun <laughs> something larger in the something culture. larger in the culture something that we're working towards in ourselves yeah. and maybe in, in the society in general yeah so oddly enough after we picked that name we were doing some research and doing Google searches and whatnot on the white buffalo and found that um, there was a white buffalo born outside Louisville, Kentucky the day after we met last year. Is that right? Um, and stranger than that, the road that it was born on was called Baghdad Road. <laughs> and then even stranger than that, the white buffalo's grandfather was struck by lightning uh, on September 11th. <laughs> yeah. And so if you know, you know, we have 19 Miles to Baghdad, which is mm-hmm. a big yeah, part of this yeah. new album, yeah. I pledge allegiance to right. myself. Right, right. Yeah, we should mention that, actually. Uh, 
I pledge allegiance to myself. I keep saying what a great, uh, you know, regardless of what's inside. Yeah. You, you hate to judge a book by its cover, but it's a great cover. Uh, Thank and you. it's a great uh, title. You know, that's my mom screaming. I figured it was someone. I didn't know if yeah. it was you or if it was your mom or who it was, but it, I, I, I sort of assumed it was you, actually. Yeah. But I like to call that the collective howl, <laughs> collective cry, you know, that, mm. that sense that we're all just trying to get out of our skin now and see things for what they really are. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. All right. So it's uh, it's reasonably new. It was released... In April. In April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it Appleseed, if I remember? Appleseed Records. Appleseed Records and Lizzie West and Anthony Corraldo. Lizzie West mm-hmm. and the White Buffalo. I pledge allegiance to myself. All right. So you guys, uh, do me a favor. Stick around just for a minute and let me take care of some business here. Okay. And then we'll, uh, we'll come back and play another tune and... Uh, I can tell people what's going on tonight with the rest of the show, okay? Cool. All right, right on. All right, uh, it's Mike, and if you haven't been paying attention, it's Radio Orbit, and we've got Lizzie West and uh, her partner, Anthony Corraldo, with us in the studio tonight. We're fortunate to have them. They've been out running around uh, the middle of the country here doing their thing, and I'm doing my thing. So, all right, let's take care of business here really quickly. Last week, Vincent Bridges. Thank you, my friend, Vince. It was wonderful. Uh, Always uh, interesting. When you're on the air and unpredictable. So I love it. We'll do it again in the future. And uh, thanks as well to the Wimshurst Machine. Wonderful independent music from Italy. And uh, my friend, uh, thank you so much, all of you guys. Uh, I was going to mention one person in the band, but I'm not going to do it because it's not fair. They're all wonderful, and uh, I appreciate the music. So anyway, the Wimshurst Machine, uh, if you want to check them out, get on the web. Go to MikeHagan.com. And you can find information about them and all the music that's been featured on the program in the past and in the present. And uh, do that at MikeHagan.com. Just click on the Music tab, all right? And you can go check them out. There's downloads and whatever else available. All right? If you missed it, uh, the entire program is on the web. And just go to the Archives section of the website, okay? Tonight, as I said, uh, we've got Star Newland, if I haven't said it, uh, Star, my friend, the former Paradise Newland, uh, live with us somewhere from the Big Island of Hawaii, and we'll talk with her as we've done a number of times over the last couple of years. Tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different than we normally do. Usually, it's dolphins and whales and communication and language and uh, telepathy and all kinds of things, but uh, tonight, we're actually going to talk about human beings and human relationships and love and sex and I don't know. Who knows? Uh, So uh, that's coming up. 40 minutes or so we'll have Star with us on the air and she's fantastic. If you've missed any of her previous appearances, you can always check them out on the web as well. Just go to the website and go to the archives where every show we've ever done is available for one and all. All right? And they're there. And I'll make them available there as long as possible, as long as I can do it. Okay? All right, so um, what else? We've got the forum sort of buzzing right now. There's a live chat room that's up, and uh, let's see who's there. A couple people on the chat room uh, for people who are listening over the web. So you're welcome to join us and put questions up there if you have questions for Lizzie uh, or Anthony. There are people that could be listening anywhere on the planet right now, actually. So we're streaming the show live tonight. And um, let's see, so questions for Star. Yeah, if you want to ask anything to her. Put them up there now, and if you want to get a leg up on people, get on the web, go to my site at MikeHagan.com, and then you can click right over to um, the Sirius Institute or Planet Puna, where, uh, where Star works out of, with the wonderful Dr. Michael Heisen, of course. If you're not familiar with uh, Star's name, she's 
Michael's um, partner, uh, their uh, amazing uh, work that they do in Hawaii with dolphins and whales, and it's called the Sirius Institute, and uh, they are seriously amazing people, and they're doing great work. And everyone, if you're interested in this stuff, check them out on the web and just do it uh, the way I told you, okay? All right, if you haven't figured it out, we've got the wonderful music of uh, Lizzie West and Anthony with us. Um, what was that last song that we just heard? What's the name of that one? It was the Dylan cover, um, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. Yeah, I love it. All right, so uh, we'll hear more of that. And let's do something right now. Let's see, when's the last time you were here? You were here a month ago? Yeah. And, uh, oh, you know, I lied, actually. I told everyone a moment ago that every show that we've ever done was available <laughs> on the, for that on the archives. For that <laughs> yes, that's the one show. I, honestly, I've been Did doing Did you ever get, somebody no, recorded it, right? I, it's a whole weird story, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. The guy's name is Bob Bolt. He's one of the guys that's in the chat room, actually, right now. Oh, nice. And it's a whole conspiracy, because... I actually have the mail. I actually have the. Uh, there she is. Hi, Laura. Hi. Right on. So I have the envelope, Lizzie, that's in my mailbox right now, and he sent me a um, a mini disc. You know, the the little yeah. Sony mini disc. Well, it got here, and the thing was freaking sealed, but there was no disc in it. Oh no. Yeah, honestly. So we've been talking about it. And saying, oh my God, we have to tell the post. I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, if, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I'm not worried about it. It's like if somebody really wants to hear what we're doing, you know, you just tune in. So anyway, um, so long story short, we blew it that night. I had a technical problem with the recording, and uh, it's the one show in the cold court. I mean, I've been doing this for at least for going on two years now, and I've been really proud that I've had all these shows recorded and make them available to people. Well, that's the one that we blew when Lizzie... And uh, Tony, we're here a month ago, so we're rectifying the situation tonight. I, I've got the recorder going. I got the freaking door locked, so nobody can even get in there. And uh, so we're um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we uh, clear our karmic record for that one tonight. All right? I want to know what's happened in Colombia with you since we've been gone. With me, hmm. I don't know. You know, I uh, I just do my radio show once a week. I have a regular guy life outside of that. I have a wonderful wife and a three-year-old son who you've met. Mm. Almost three. He's adorable. He'll be, th- he'll be three yeah. in September. And my wife is going to have another child in September. Wow. She's, uh, she's due, as a matter of fact, September 11th. Right. And I hope, I hope that he's born at 8.05 a.m., baby, right on time, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's a boy. We found out a few weeks ago that it's going to be a boy. We didn't find out with our first son, but we figured this time we would... You know, we did it the one way. Now we check it out and see what it was like knowing, actually. So, yeah. anyway, it's cool. My son, Alistair, is going to have a little brother to beat up for a while. And mm-hmm. then uh, hopefully he'll grow up and beat him up a little bit. And they'll end up being friends. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway, so that's what's going on with me. And in the meantime, I'm trying to talk to as many interesting and exciting people as I can. And trying to get involved with the music scene here in town and push that as hard as I can. Nice. And that's why, you know, I'm, I love having you guys here. Nice. So. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so, okay, so... Uh, you were east. You were in St. Louis. Did you play in St. Louis? Did you go up to Chicago? Did you go that far? Or? We played St. Louis. Actually, we just played St. Louis mm-hmm. last, this past Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for benefit. But, yeah, so we didn't go up to Chicago. Though. We played Chicago a private thing. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, that's right. What are you finding out there? I mean, you guys are pretty in touch with the people and stuff. and. Um, in yeah. Chicago or just in just general? In general. What's out the, on the zeitgeist, road? you know, the throb out there? What's uh, What are you feeling? Well... I'm finding it an interesting difference because this this tour starting in April is really the first time I've been on the road since my Warner record and and um, 
there's just a different <laughs> mentality now, you know, and especially doing songs like 19 Miles to Baghdad or nah. this land. And the, fittingly, the sirens show up in the background here. Yeah. So, yeah. so pe- the crowds are really, uh, they're hungry in a different way. There's a, there seems to be a kind of raw to the bone sense in people that they're really looking to listen and, and hear, which hmm. is nice. You're paying you attention. Mm. Uh, what's the energy I'm catching? All right, well, let's share a little bit of it. Oh, music? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, so, uh, Laura, welcome. Thank you for coming and, and helping us put the whole thing together. And uh, here we go. One more time. Lizzie West, Anthony Caraldo. On the web, what? LizzieWestLife.com. Yeah, that's right. Right? And again, you can link there directly from my site at Mike Hagan. And uh, the CD. I don't know if this is from it or not, but it's awesome. It's called I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. All right? So yeah. check it out. And um, here you go. Yeah, you know, um, this one's not from I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. This is a song that hasn't really come out on any album yet. It's called Starfish Lullaby. Um I got starfish all the way down I wrap the leather round and round Speaking to the source I'd found I wore it as my starfish crown Hands and feet no longer bound From up here I cannot feel the ground I belong to
seven to come home. there a little bit so I could get the good recording of it, of course. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. What was that? Um, there's a song called Starfish Lullaby. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. going to go on the next album. We've wow. been talking about getting ready to make a new one, so we're excited about it. All right, so the material songs. keeps flowing. It does, mm. yeah. We were thinking of making it on the road, mostly live and stuff. Right on. I know that the technology now is getting to the point where we can do all these amazing things. You know, yeah. you guys are starting to pay attention with the website and a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. uh, that's related to well, that. But man, use your imagination. There's a lot of things possible right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all the shows we're doing, we're recording and stuff, especially here in Columbia. All right. Um, should we tell you about what we're doing this month? Please. So people can keep up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're hosting the Holy Road Medicine Show on June 10th. That's this coming Saturday. And that's our uh, first official medicine show. It's kind of our alternative version of Prairie Home Companion. (laughs) It's not really a concert of ours. We're hosting it, and um, we'll be interviewing Lee Ruth and talking to him and and, uh, doing a song with him and then having a song circle afterwards and stuff. So that's... All right, that's this great. Saturday, June tenth, and that's at the Old Shea Cafe. Where's that? You know. It's um, on, I think, Sixteen Hit Street. Yeah, all right. So I got blocked like off of Tenth Street or whatever. Broadway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the twenty second, we're hosting the I Pledge Allegiance to Myself Open Mic Night at the Artisan. And again, that's not a concert, really. That's just we're hosting it. We're going to be there. We want to hear what huh. Columbia has to say. Right. And also, just, you know, if you've got your tap shoes, pull them out of the closet, dust them off, come out and do your tap dance, sing your song, give your speech. I want to know. I want to hear. We want to hear it. And then on, on uh, the 30th of June, we'll be performing our concert at Mojo's. Okay. And Ellie Come Home is opening for us. All right. Well, I love it. Well, you know, it's, and you'll know, I mean, it's so funny. You take words out of my mouth, actually. But uh, there's a place in town I always talk about. It's sort of my little hangout that I go before I do the show on Monday every night. I go to this place called the Blue Fugue. It's down on 9th Street. 
and they do a cool Monday night open mic night and stuff. And uh, anyway, it's just good people that hang out down there, and they're uh, the guys that run it are friends of mine. So anyway, uh, we were talking tonight about collaboration and how about that's how you make a scene. You know what I mean? That's how you build the music scene in a town, wherever it is. It's not that Raleigh or Seattle or Athens or, you know, Minneapolis or whatever have any more talent than is right here in Columbia. Mm. Obviously, you're a testament to that. Your guys are here now. And I was at the Fugue tonight. Amazing stuff going on just on a Monday night, right? Mm -hmm. And so this was the conversation, getting people together and... Community. Community about it. And you guys are really pushing that, and I love it. And... and, uh, I mean, I really didn't know that much about what you guys have been doing uh, outside of... Showing up here? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, I follow a little bit. I listen to your CD, and you know, but I'm not, I'm not groupy. I'm not following you around or whatever. Sure. But the more I talk to you, it's cool because that's what you guys are into. And uh, it's obvious in what you're doing. And I appreciate it. I really want you to know that I appreciate it because that's what, that's what makes the difference. It yeah. makes a huge difference. And... Uh, so anyway, good for you. Yeah, I mean, it comes directly from our own hunger to be connected, to feel connected. Right. In a time when I think, I, I mean, I know that just feeling so alienated from everything and people are so isolated and we're inside our houses, inside our mm-hmm. heads, inside our computers, inside our, and it just gets uh, more and more intense. So come yeah. out of the box, come out. You know, gather a little bit, have some lemonade, and sing your song. Right, beat your drum, do what you do. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Share it. I'm with you fully. We had uh, we, they do this thing here in um, in Colombia now. Well, not now, but they've I guess they've done it at least as long as I've been here. They do it in June and September on Thursday nights. They do this thing called the Twilight Festival, mm-hmm. right? And it's cool. I mean, the merchants sort of do their thing, but the really cool thing is that music sort of just pops out. Yeah. You know, on the corners and wherever else, officially and unofficially, so right. Uh, there was a great little informal drum circle that just sort of, you know, came together outside of KOPN on Thursday, and it was a total blast. Nice. Well, we're excited to be at Twilight Fest this Thursday, because we, we had to be somewhere else last week, but all we're right. going to check it out this Are you going to be playing, or are you just going to be walking around? We're just going to walk around. Well, all right. Well, here's a little inside tip, all right? Come on down here. You know that. But uh, we'll be banging <laughs> drums again outside. We had so much fun last week. We're going to do it again. So, okay. Where are you going to be? Right out front. Uh 915 East Broadway, just right, right. You know, It's so funny because uh, we're up the stairs, and we don't have a storefront, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, believe it or not, the station's been here for 34 years, and a lot of people don't know the KOPN is here. Hmm. It's sort of a secret that keeps itself uh, somehow. But uh, anyway, we are here, and uh, we're out there banging drums on Thursday night, and we'll do it again um, this Thursday, and I hope great. you guys can we'll definitely join us. It'll be great. So, all right, okay, look, um, back in a minute with you guys, okay? Yeah. All right, we'll take care of some stuff here. Uh, everybody, thanks for the nice emails. I love it, of course. And everybody listening over the web, live or otherwise, we are now streaming live, of course, every week on Monday night. Thanks to the wonderful men and women at CosmicWavesRadio.com. Carrie, Paul, you guys, thank you for making it happen. can't believe it. Every week I, I click on the computer in the other room to, to see if it's actually working. Uh, you know, a couple minutes before the show, and there it is. It's like 15 seconds behind, but there's the live stream. And it's amazing. It goes the whole world. That is amazing. I mean, mean, it's just amazing to me. Uh, You know, if people want to hear it, they can hear it. They just have to be in the know, so to speak, or want to know. But everybody can do this now. And now we, you know, bandwidth has been the big issue. And, uh... That's coming around now. 
And you mean people who are listening their bandwidth? The well, bandwidth? I mean, yeah, and I mean sort of the cost of bandwidth in general. You know, in other words, um, it's expensive to stream. This has been the big problem for radio stations or individuals or whatever. Basically, the way it goes is like this. There are people that provide it, just like AOL or anybody else, but there, but there are streaming providers. There are people like um, uh, Live 365. You've heard of these guys, right? Or Net Streamers or the Stream Guys. There's a bunch of different companies that have popped up. Well, really all they are are just companies that own a whole boatload of bandwidth, mm-hmm. right? And they're selling it to you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, because just like you have a server, you have somebody who runs a server for your website, mm-hmm. right? Well, if a million people go to your website and crash your server, mm-hmm. they're going to charge you for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or whatever. But yeah. And if you're streaming and if you have downloads available, the, the more people that, that are trying to get it at the same time, this is what it turns out to be the, the big issue, how many people are trying to get it at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, this becomes... Uh, once you get over a certain threshold level, it becomes expensive, right? And so then people sell it. And the way it works basically is like this. Uh, $2.50 to $3 plus or minus, right, per what they call simultaneous listener. So at any given time, if you have 100 listeners, and this is over a month, they take the peak over 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. So if your peak was, well, you had... uh, 100 listeners at one time simultaneously cost you 250 bucks that month, right? Or 300 bucks, whatever it is, hmm. right? Well, you have 1,000 listeners. Man, pretty soon this starts to get outrageous, yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah, it gets really expensive really quickly. So that's why I'm, I'm giving my thanks and my gratitude to my brothers at Cosmic Waves Radio who are these guys who are angels and who own a bunch of bandwidth but have given it to me for three hours a week on Monday nights because they like oh, what I'm wow. doing, right? And, uh, and so this that's is what's so happening, right? This is, this is what's happening, right? This There's is what's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's the co-oping, you know, that right. as, yeah. as we get pushed further and further up against the wall into a corner and our necks are you know, held with the tighter and tighter grip we start to realize that we need to work together and well, yeah. co-op with one another in every way we can possibly work together and to share. And when we open up and use our imaginations and stuff, it's natural. It's what, it's what human beings do anyway. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been repressed and, and crunched down for a long, long time. That's right. There's a wonderful guy that I talk to, uh, not often enough. I love him. His name's Stephen Buner. And he's a, he's a plant biologist and, um, an herbalist of, Tremendous stature, right? But uh, he makes this great metaphor of of sidewalks and about how you know the dandelions pop through, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, yeah. regardless of how they try to pave over them, and uh, right. that's what's happening all around us. And uh, mm-hmm. you just have to be paying attention and use the technology just like anybody else uses the technology. You know, there are people that maybe would use it to different means than we might. Well, okay, it's a free care? world, baby. <laughs> okay, we're going to use it our way. We'll see which idea comes out best. I'm a guy that sort of believes in the best story wins. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> you know? That's great. Did you see our our computer sticker we made? This, uh, this I machine kills fast. Yes, I have. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I love it. And you guys have you have a great knack for little uh, mantras and themery. So <laughs> anyway, um, 
let me finish one thing really quickly here, and then we'll do another song. I'll get I'll get Star on the phone, and then we'll decide what we're going to do after that. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. Um, it's Lizzie West and Anthony, and it's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit. Uh, as I started off on this rant and rave, thanks to the people at Cosmic Waves Radio, they make this happen. Um, and of course, Larry, my friend, Larry, um, my friend, and the web wizard behind everything that I do. And I wish you a glorious transition to your father, my friend. I know it's been a rough couple of days, and I love you. And I, nev- and I never met your dad, uh, but he must have been fucking outrageous to, uh, to make a man like you. And I love you. So, uh, anyway, hello to everybody new, the new registered users at the site, and uh, um, people at the forum that are getting involved. Uh, in making community. That's where the things happen on the web and these forums and bulletin boards and stuff like that. I appreciate everyone that's posting there and uh, sharing their uh, ideas and information and stories and their art. You know, uh, that's what it's all about. So check it out on the web. Larry, one more time, you're amazing. I love you. Um, We're trying to build this list of mailing lists of listeners and just people who are listening to the show. I don't want any... uh, I'm not asking for a lot of information, just a a valid email address so we can get in touch with you if there's good reason to. All right, if you do that, the guys, uh, William and and Jeff, my friends from Yachai Music, making wonderful music inspired by Peruvian shamanism and Don Don Augustine in particular, uh, who's an an amazing teacher and uh, uh, one of our elders. Uh, who we need to respect. And uh, Anyway, the guys from Yachai have made their whole CD, Sweet Mother Mercy, available uh, for free. If you just register at the site, and you can download that. And um, Larry's made some cool like screensavers and stuff. So anyway, go to MikeHagan.com, check it out. And uh, the email address is always orbitradio at AOL.com. Um, I'm not going to give the phone number out tonight because I'm too into listening to the music myself. I'm sorry for the person who called a little bit earlier, but I just want to listen to, okay? And uh, upcoming guests, um, tonight, Star. Next week, Walter Cruttenden. Um, after that, I take that back. Uh, next week, the wonderful Rian Eisler, the author of The Chalice and the Blade, one of the most important books I've ever read. It's 16 years old now and should be in every school in this country. Uh, anyway, Rian's going to be on the program, and she's amazing. And uh, uh, check her out at partnershipway.org, partnershipway.org. Uh, Rian Eisler will be with us next week. And we'll have the music of Michael Kane, another wonderful local musician, uh, who will be with us. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Michael, uh, Lizzie or Anthony, but he's no. another great guy around town, and uh, I'd love it if you guys could you know, meet sometime. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's coming up. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of Chris Dunn, Daniel Siebert, the guy that knows all about salvia divinorum, this, this sort of psychedelic plant that still has yet to become a Schedule One substance, so get it while you can. Uh, uh, Char Davies, this amazing, wonderful woman uh, who's a, uh, an artist that does her work in, vi- in virtual reality. That's why it's hard to get a hold of her. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, Kat Harrison, my friend, uh, Terrence's former wife and partner. Uh, Dennis, of course, always in touch with him. Anyway, things are cool, all right? So, gosh, I had, uh, we're going to come back and do this for a second, but um, we're going to play one more song. We'll have Lizzie and uh, Anthony play a song for us. 
and I'll get Star on the phone, and then we're not going to do news, and we're not going to do space weather, at least not right now, because I have something else that's really important. It's under my skin, and I'll play that because I want you to hear it too, Lizzie. Uh, and we'll do that after this song, and then I'll rant and rave again for a few minutes, and then we'll talk to Star and Newland, and we'll change gears, and we'll talk about, uh, I don't know, love and sex and human relationships and things that Star knows a lot about. Okay? All right, Lizzie, what do you got for us? Uh, I can see the mountains from here. Right on. One more time, lizziewestlife.com on the web. I want my sun high when the sky looks like rain. Cause it helped me to avoid. And I went raking up the traces of pain. In my sun high, when the sky looked like rain. Might as well be a cowgirl. I make the road my rain. Might as well be a cowgirl. What if it rains? What if it rains? What if it rains? What if it rains? I can see the mountains from here Their hands of ice, they brand me clear But in the corners of the sky
trappings of my mind. I found the trappings of my mind. If you hear the echo of my cry, I will. Won't you take the corners from the sky? Can you take the corners from the sky? Won't you take the corners from the sky? I could really use an open sky And I wouldn't mind an open sky All right, feel free to clap, yeah. <laughs> Lizzie, Tony, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Right on. All right, I love it. Okay, so um, we got Star on the line here. We're going to bring her to us in just uh, a few minutes. Now, check this out. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I'm incensed as uh, about something, as usual, okay? Uh, so I'll just rant and rave. But first, I want to... Um, I want everyone to listen to this. I'm going to get the thing ready. This is why I'm so mad. Uh, it's three minutes and 20 seconds. All right? It's a conversation between this dude. I don't watch much. I don't watch the television very much. I have disdain for most of what's peddled on it. And I have a problem with the device itself. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, the, the, the audio from a conversation that happened in uh, August, August 22nd, as a matter of fact, in 2003. And it's this guy, his name is Joe Scarborough. He does a show, apparently, that's called Scarborough Country on MSNBC. And he's having a conversation with another guy who's a reporter, and he's also an attorney. And I like him. I, I, I've, I've done a little bit of research, background work, research on this guy, Mike Pampantonio, is his name. And uh, anyway, just get a load of this, all right? We'll be back in a minute, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll expand on it. But just check this out, all right? And I hope you're listening, all right? Mike, welcome to the show. We appreciate you being on tonight. Thanks for the invitation, Joe. Okay, let's talk about the rat of the week. Why is Bear Corporation the rat of the week? Internal documents show that after this company positively, absolutely knew that they had a medication that was infected with the AIDS virus, they took the product off the market in the U.S. and then they dumped it in France, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. The medicine's called Factor 8. It was an, inject an injection medicine that was used for hemophiliacs, mostly children. Children. children had been born with an incurable disease. Hold on, hold disease. on, Mike. So, hold on, hold on. So you're yeah. telling me that Bear knew that this drug was infected with the AIDS virus. They yanked it from the market in America, and then they dumped it in markets overseas? They had to figure out a way, Joe, to make a profit on a product that they could not sell in America. So they made a huge profit. They, jumped, they dropped the product in Japan, Spain, and France. By the way, Joe, government officials in France that allowed that to happen actually had to go to prison for it. In America, not one corporate executive for this company has been indicted or even criminally investigated by our Justice Department. Why not? Why, you're telling me that these people that dumped this AIDS-tainted blood in foreign countries yeah. who killed children 
have not been have not been taken to task in the United it's, States. It, it's worse than that. The U.S. government allowed it to happen. The FDA allowed this to happen, and now the government is completely looking the other way. Thousands of innocent hemophiliacs have died from the AIDS virus, and not only they're dying, their family members are dying because they're becoming infected with the disease. This company knew absolutely that they had a problem with the product. They knew that it was infected with AIDS. They dumped it because they wanted to turn this disaster into a profit. Mike, Mike I, I want to read to you what Bear told the New York Times about this scandal. They said, Bear behaved responsibly, ethically, and humanely. Decisions made nearly two decades ago were based on the best scientific information of the time and were consistent with the regulations in place. That sounds like a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo. Now, you say you have internal documents that show that they knew that this, this drug they were dumping was tainted with the AIDS drug the or the AIDS virus? The documents show that there was no question that this company absolutely understood the risk they knew that it, was, that it was contaminated. It wasn't a possibility. They knew it was contaminated. Americans were dying from the product before it was pulled off the market. The only reason it was pulled, pulled off the market is because lawyers found the documents and showed it to the government. And finally, the government said, you can't sell it here. But then the government allowed them to dump it in Spain, France, and Japan. That's uh, amazing. Pretty, that, that's pretty, just amazing. Well, I, I, want, I, I want to read to you what the New York Times said. And, this is an investigation that, they, that they, they also did, and they said the federal government was part of the problem. While the Food and Drug Administration told the company not to ship the drugs overseas, the man responsible for the drug supply, quote, asked that the issue be quietly solved without alerting the Congress, the medical community, and the public. This is a cover-up, and our Congress is not doing anything. What should Americans do? All right. There you have it. Okay, so I thought it was bullshit when I first heard it, and you know, I'm, I, and I sort of keep my eye on this stuff. And it's three years ago that that actual broadcast happened. And I have the video of it now, and uh, thanks to some good people online on the web, you can get it yourself. Just figure it out. Uh, anyway, it's the real deal. I, I I looked into it myself, and so it's sort of the same deal with cigarettes. Actually, as I thought about it, they sort of did the same thing. There were these big uh, settlements here, quote unquote, big settlements. Anyway, these companies here you know, were, were, were fined billions of dollars. Fine, you know, where do the fines go? That's one question people might ask. You know, when you fine Philip Morris fifty billion or whatever the whatever the hell the fine was, where's that fifty billion go? Who's who's accountable for that? Right? It goes right in the same pockets. I mean, this is a big racket. It's a big federal mafia. But anyway. Uh, uh, regardless, this deal with Bayer is sort of par for the course, but it's another one of the real sick ones, and it's amazing how they just disappear off the radar. Uh, and now this one actually is a big, was, a, was a court case in California. I'm not sure exactly what's happened. I'm sure it's been uh, appealed, and uh, I'm sure they'll drag it on until the cows come home and, and, and muddy it up as much as possible. But the bottom line is, uh, anyway, these guys are real. This guy, uh, Papantonio, He's involved in the, in the court cases. He's suing the government in many different cases. He's a pretty good guy, I think. I don't find him, you know, as a jerk. And I checked out, you know, in other words, the story's real. The, the, the lawsuits are real. Bayer's involved in this whole thing. It's a whole real deal. Anyway, it's sick. And uh, that's, that's what you get from the, from the medical, quote-unquote, healthcare industry. All right? That's what you're getting, people. All right? 
so forget them. All right? It's an industry of death. All right? Find ways to make yourself healthy. Find ways. There are ways. All right? Find them. Make yourself well. What's the old... Uh, there's an old biblical proverb, right? It's, uh, it's, Luke. it's from, uh, from Luke. Physician, heal thyself. Right? That's what those three words. Amazing. How many, how many of these physicians out there who are peddling this pharmaceutical crap, you know, how, how many of them will take their own advice? How many of them will heal themselves? Will they take the stuff that they're pushing on you and me? You know, put that stuff in their families? That's a good sort of test for your doctor. Here's a test, all right? If he's pushing pharmaceuticals as a solution to your ills, Ask him if he would uh, if he would take them himself. If he says no, then get a new doctor. Right? If he says yes, then get a new doctor. The whole heal thyself thing. It's deeper too if you extend it. If you extend the metaphor, it's like uh, it says to me at least that you, you you do better to look at your own issues, your own problems, your own defects, rather than judge and attempt to correct those of others. I don't know. I'm not the first one to say it, but it seems like a reasonable idea. So, anyway, work on yourself. You know, don't work over others. Make yourself well. Turn your back on the pushers, man. These are the real pushers of of dangerous drugs. The bears of the world. There are plenty of bears. There are plenty of Mercs and Eli Lillies and GlaxoSmithKlines and, you know, they're the pushers. So, so, okay, all right, so take your rage, take all of that that's hopefully built up over the last few minutes and days and months and years and take it and transform it into a tightly wrapped, compacted ball of beautiful art and hurl it back. Hurl it back at them, all right, so they can't stand the beauty. All right, it's the one thing that you do with these types. You do it with art, like Lizzie's doing and like Tony are doing here. Right? And like they're pushing so hard and I love you guys for pushing as hard as you are. Yeah, we love you yeah, too. Alright, so anyway, let's do it. Play some more music and I'll take a break. We'll come back with Star and uh, you guys can stick around as long as you'd like but she's really interesting. You're welcome to uh, join us for the rest of the evening. We'll be here for another two hours and um, I'm sure she'd like to chat with you guys too. So, Anyway, regardless, here we go. Lizzie and uh, Tony, one more time. Thanks. Uh, look, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing advertisements for the Ragtime Festival and all this stuff. Go to the Ragtime Festival if you're into that stuff. Go to KOPN.org if you want to find out about what we're doing. Support the station. I'm sorry I'm not, you know, playing the stuff like I should play it. But this is better, in my opinion. And it's just my opinion. But anyway, here you go. Uh, Lizzie and Tony. KOPN.org. MikeHagan.com. Radio Orbit. So, uh, you want us to play something live? I love it. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's see. We're going to say goodnight with this one, folks. <laughs> um, we had a beautiful day on the river, and uh, the song is called Waiting for a Sign. We've been on the road for about a couple months now. And tapping into a body of work and this one's also not yet on a new record. Come out. 
like all the rest have done But in my way I'd like to stay Until I know I've won I have won Until I know I've won Cause I can't take that midnight train To another time No, I'm stuck here and it's getting late And I'm waiting for a sign A sign Yes, I'm waiting for a sign I was told of gold I traveled 15 miles to find it so And then ten more To the man who made the gold's front door He let me in Tell his sins Left my pockets empty As they were before In the end I will like all the rest have done But in my way I'd like to stay Until I know I've won I have won Until I know I've won Cause I can take that midnight train To another time no, I'm stuck here and it's getting late And I'm waiting for a sign A sign Yes, I'm waiting for a sign All the lazy boys They join the choir to make the Lifting off of the ground Eight and ninety doctors will make their rounds They let me in Count my sins Not a one can tell me What it is he found In the end I will like all the rest have done But in my way I'd like to stay Until I know I've won I have won Until I know I've won Cause I can take that midnight train to another time No, I'm stuck here And it's getting late And I'm waiting for a sign A sign Yes, I'm waiting for a sign
Cause I can't take that midnight train To another time No, I'm stuck here in this getting rain And I'm waiting for a sign A sign Yes, I'm waiting for a sign I hope to see you on Saturday, Columbia We'd like that Everything's going to be okay Everybody, uh, Lizzie. Yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. having us again, Mike. Thank you so it's much. Good to be Mike. back. But, uh, I'm glad yeah. you guys are back in town, and uh, we'll see you around for sure. Yeah. yeah. Come All down right. on Saturday. Yeah. What's the, what's the story? June uh, 10th at the um, Old Shea Cafe. That's right. Over there on Hit Street. Presbyterian yeah. Church, the basement. We'll okay. be hosting the Hollywood Medicine Show, interviewing Lee Ruth, and doing a song with him, having some guests surprise. And the thing at the Artisan oh. a week after that. June 22nd, 22nd. That's the open mic night. And then okay. our show at Mojo's on yeah. the 30th. That's our show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we've got, um, uh, do me a favor. Stick around just for one second. I'm going to put on, we're going to play music from Lizzie uh, and uh, Tony and the rest of, uh, I don't know, who else played on this CD? With the, was it just the two of you? Um, actually, there's a whole story the whole in there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah. I should have paid attention. But no, it's cool. Anyway. No, it's okay. We recorded in Jamaica, all kinds of stuff. Oh, I, right, I know that. I know yeah. the story that you went through. I just didn't know how many people were involved in the recording, but uh, I love how you got them to at least send you to Jamaica and make the album. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, we'll play some stuff uh, throughout the rest of the program from this wonderful CD. It's called I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. Yeah. All right, and it's Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. And uh, Anthony Corraldo here in the studio with me tonight. Thanks you guys so much. And uh, Laura, thanks for coming down too. She's sort of their sidekick. She she likes to be invisible, but I never let her. I like I like to make sure everyone knows that she's in the game too. Yeah, Yeah, she's cool and she does all the. uh, I don't know. You must do the technical garb, all the email and web stuff or whatever. I don't know. You're involved in the web too. So Uh, Tony produces the website and the podcast, and Laura manages the road. All right, there you go. And that's uh, on the website LizzieWestLife.com. All right, you can get there from here on out uh, at, at my site, uh, from MikeHanger.com. Just click on the music tab there, and you can you can get hooked up. And also, uh, this program, unlike the last time we did this, will be available, yeah. uh, God willing, God is willing, whatever, you know, that uh, we'll have this on the web in the next few days or next 24 hours probably. So, All right, you guys, thanks. I'm not going to make my friend Star wait any longer. 
And uh, in fact, I'm going to make her say hi while you're still here. You're just going to have to do a quick hi. Star. Oh, great. Aloha. I love you. Hi. Aloha. Hi. Aloha, Lizzie and Tony and Laura. I really enjoyed your music. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. All right, so aloha means hello and goodbye. Okay. And many things. And many other things. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you soon, you yeah. know, where you are. We'll come to oh, you. Oh, yeah. We'll come to you. To Hawaii, to the big there. island, because we're connected with music scenes. We can help get you gigs. Oh, that'd be good. Oh. Guys, this is no kidding, really, actually. You know, and there's there's this whole dolphin thing that you, that you may or may not know about, but um, there's a tremendous thing that's happening with... Talking about collaboration, you know, this is an interspecies collaboration that's happening that my friend, Michael, Dr. Michael Heisen, a uh, brilliant neurobiologist and, uh, and marine biologist who stars a uh, partner at this place called the Sirius Institute in Puna, Hawaii, right, Star? Yes. Uh, and, uh, and they do this amazing work with dolphins, and, and uh, music is sort of, sort of uh, you know, the Rosetta Stone, if you will, and we're trying to find a way to get to objective communication with mm-hmm. these with these other amazing creatures. So, anyway, mm-hmm. that's uh, stars right in the middle of that whole deal. It's out, it's outrageous what they're wow. actually doing. So you guys should get there and play music with the dolphins. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So we'll work on that, okay? Okay, yes. And beautiful. then we can send you to all these different places around the world, yeah. and you can hook up with live dolphin and whale songs. The internet, or through your local setup, oh, wherever wow. you are, and and uh, and, and even send it to the stars. We're talking about stars tonight. Stars. Uh, we, yeah. we actually broadcast it last year out the whale songs. Yep. Nice. Live to the stars for the first time ever. The whale songs went out live from Earth. Yep, last and year. We got a nobody knew about it. Well, some people knew about it. <laughs> the whales did because apparently they heard it <laughs> and they thanked us for doing that um, through a friend who channels them and stuff and. It was really exciting and very gratifying that they knew about it, you know, and that they came back and said thank you, and, yeah, we're working to do more. That sounds that sounds oh, incredibly amazing. magical. <laughs> it is. All right, you guys. So, we'll uh, take you up on it, and we'll see you soon then, okay? Oh, keto to us. Thanks. All right, there's, thanks, a project, there's a project there. I can feel it. <laughs> Good, yeah. Michael. All right. We'll bring you over to co-produce it, okay? Right, there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> yes. Okay, so look, Star, uh-huh. uh, uh Give me uh, another couple minutes, right? I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to these guys real quick. I'm gonna put on one, just a short piece here, okay? I'm at your beck and call. All right, and then I'll be back, and then we'll do our thing, all right? All right. All right, thanks. Hold on a second, everybody. This is Star Newland. You can check her out on the web at uh, www.planetpuna.com, and you can also get directly to her place uh, from um, from MikeHagan.com. All right. We'll be back in just a minute with her and uh, all that good stuff. And we'll play another one from Lizzie West and the White Buffalo from I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. Here it is. And uh, this is Mike. Listen to Radio Orbit. It's KOPN. And uh, 10 minutes after 12 on, I guess, the 6th now of June. Ah, yeah. Wow. 666. Six, six. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, are you scared, Star? Excited. Yeah, I'm frightened too. Okay. I'm excited. I am too. All right. So here we go. We'll, we'll play one more from Lizzie and, uh, and I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. All right, everybody, uh, one more time. Radio Orbit, check us out on the web at MikeHagan.com. This is Lizzie West from the White Buffalo. Thank you, Lizzie, one more Thank time. Thank you. All right, Tony, see you guys. Bye.
have a little fun. That's what it's all about. And uh, tonight, we're going to continue with the fun times with my friend, the wonderful star Newland, who's been patient, as always, with me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, here she is. Star, thank you. You're welcome. Hi. Michael. Aloha. How are you? Fabulous. I know. You're awesome. <laughs> we've, been talking off, we've been talking off the air, obviously. So anyway, uh, 
So um, that was Lizzie West and uh, Tony Corraldo. This uh, Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. They go by and they've been they've been really great in here in town and uh, making wonderful music. And anyway, I'm glad you got to at least say hi. Oh yeah, it was wonderful to meet them and extend an invitation to them to come join us. Ah, you know, we've been talking about uh, like uh, we've been talking about collaboration uh, yeah. all all night, and uh, it's sort of been the theme of this evening, even before I got to the radio mm-hmm. uh, station. So anyway, okay, so let's um, shift gears and say hello to Star Newland. The website is planetpuna.com, and uh, also sort of the sister site is the Sirius Institute. Planet Puna is the overall website okay. for the Sirius Institute and other projects of ours. So we won't confuse it. Just Planet right. Puna is we'll the... Keep, yeah, right. keep it straight. Okay, planetpuna.com. Planet Puna and, uh, yeah, Planet Puna, P-U-N-A, dot com, and you can get there directly from my site. And uh, what's the latest? How are you? Everything's cool? Oh, everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Your family? Good. I'm going to be a grandmother. That's uh-huh. like See, I, I had to wrestle it out of you. You, know? <laughs> you did all of 40 seconds. <laughs> I know, but that's the big news, though, right? Well, it is the big news. And, and I'm going to be a father again. That's right. In, so, se- in September. Our baby's coming two months after yours. Oh, man. So there'll be cohorts, hmm. you know, and then we'll get them swimming together with a dolphin. Oh, God. And then we'll help develop an interspecies language, which is our other avenue of um, exploration and research in establishing human cetacean communication. Hmm. All right, there you go. Now we're talking. All right, <laughs> now we're talking. We, and we've, yeah, we've been talking for a, a, a whole minute. So, wow. Anyway, all right. So um, we really didn't structure the show tonight. I, I everyone who's uh, familiar with the program, sorry, they know that we usually talk about dolphins and uh, language and uh, communication and those sorts of things. But tonight mm-hmm. we're going to sort of shift to the human realm a little bit, I think. And I have no idea how. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just sort of like crossing my fingers that the whole thing works. Uh, but, uh, you know. I've crossed my legs. That will be my right. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're... All right. So uh... <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll see. But I don't know. How do we start? Well, we would start with, I wonder, how would we start? Yeah, I wonder, how would we start? How would we start? Well, um, it's about relationships, which is one of the things we wanted to discuss today. Right, the big thing, man, human relationships. And as above, so below. So it's human relationships, but Mm. it's human dolphin relationships, it's human other species relationships, it's human ET relationships. Um, although it fundamentally comes down to our own inner relationship, right? With ourself, is that what you mean? Yes. Hey, you know, let me before you get too deeply into this, I have to say one thing really quickly. I didn't. I, I usually do this segment that's called Space Weather, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't do it tonight because we had this great music and I got ranting and raving about the whole clowns in the pharmaceutical industry. But but anyway, right now, the, the big story in space weather, which, which again is being completely blacked out by most of the media, uh-huh. is this amazing comet. That this, there's a comet, you know, that's right in our neck of the woods right now mm-hmm. that, that's been breaking up, you know, yeah. into many, many pieces for a long, long time. And now uh, for the next, I mean, we're in its, we're in its midst right uh-huh. now and we're, uh-huh. in, we're in the debris of its tail and anyway, it's it's all around us, and uh, 
it's if you watch the sky, I mean, you'll see uh, oh. fireballs and many, many things happening right now, oh. even though no mm-hmm. one's talking really about it. But it, people who are looking up are seeing a whole lot of amazing things right now, and it's because of this whole cometary fragmentation that, that we're in the middle yeah. of. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So, and I know you have a story about the stars or something, but, and of course, yeah. regardless. Anyway, so what, what I wanted to say about space weather, I didn't do it. I'm sorry for the people who look forward to that. Go to cyberspaceorbit.com. Go to Kent Stedman's site, and just you can catch up from there. He's all over it. He always is. Okay. Wow. All right, so anyway. Yeah. We'll have to put a link up to that on Planet Tuna so we can be on top of it. Oh, man. Kent's the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, so oh. anyway, so, uh, so yeah, as above, so below. Amazing things happening in the heavens right now, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to tell you about my star experience again the other night because it had been a while since um, I saw any shooting stars. Hmm. I've been kind of busy, and it rained a lot here for like three months in Hawaii. Right. It's our first, in- our last interview, and so um, the other night I was going up to my friend's place late at night and getting ready to go in, and I was thinking, gosh, it's been a while since I've seen any shooting stars. I wonder where they've been. And I kind of looked around, and oh well, zero tonight. And then I had to get back into my car for a moment and go pick up something. And just as I turned around to do that, phew. Here comes a shooting star. <laughs> it's so go. perfect. But this one tumbled. Hmm. The first time I ever saw one tumble. Wow. And it was just like it like was falling through the sky, different than they shoot. Hmm. But this one tumbled, and it was lighter and darker. So I told my friend Michael Heisen about this, hmm. and he said that was very rare, a tumbling shooting star. <laughs> yeah, it's probably related to this comet that we're talking about. Well, that's what I'm thinking now that you just mentioned that. And I guess it probably, because I had a funny feeling. I was like, maybe this is really a meteorite I'm seeing in a different kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like this one was landing close by. Right, right. And that would have been more more, more in tune with the idea of this whole uh, this whole commentary thing that's happening. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. And, and I'm, not, I'm not like a, um, I'm not a doom and gloomer that thinks we're going to get hit by a big rock. Although, What are you, Michael? Well, who knows what I am, you know. Okay. Ah, you know, and I can't say that word. You, mm, you're trying to be subtle, but I appreciate it. I can't say that word. Ah, ah you're zero saying that word. Uh, We're gonna zero knots out of my. Well, we'll here, talk everybody. about we'll talk about language sculpting tonight too. That's uh, that's something that we 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 talked a little bit about the last time you were on the air, and and it, it deserves certainly more time, and I need more work as well. So, uh, look, uh, this whole thing about the this commentary thing is that. Uh, there are certainly big rocks that are flying around, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And, and and as we all know, those things can potentially hit other big rocks, i.e. the Earth or whatever, yeah. the moon. But there's also who knows what. I mean, it, I'm more interested in the small things, you know what I mean? I'm more interested in the the, 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 the little things that are flying around in the dust, you know? It's not all inert rocks. It's It's perhaps... You know the seeds of life and biological material and who knows what and I don't I don't know I just think it's fascinating you know this there, there was an article that came out about this whole idea of panspermia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh, it, that sounds interesting. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean it's been an, I mean it's not it's not a it's not a new idea but you know it's a pretty much established theory it's not, you know it's not neither really proven or not but it's basically the idea that life is spread throughout the universe via these cosmic interlopers, you know, comets and asteroids and stuff that smash into a planet and then they, you know, take the stuff with them and then deposit them somewhere else. And, uh, Makes sense. 
and so anyway, they call it panspermia. <laughs> and uh and and that's the idea. So anyway, I always think about that when you know, when we're flying through a dust cloud that's the tail of a comet. It's like who knows where that comet has been, you know, and who knows what's in in the in the tail. And it's breaking up right in it's amazing what's happening. Which is of course why no one knows about it. Mm. You know, because it's the it, it doesn't fit the status quo. I mean it really shows that things are out, outrageous sometimes, you know, and that's not really part of the plan, but but it's happening nonetheless. You saw part of it last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. And mm-hmm. people are seeing it all the time. I mean, uh, it's it just look up. If it's a clear night, go outside and look up for a while, and you'll be surprised, I have a feeling. So. I especially make it a point to look now because we have such amazingly clear skies out here in Hawaii. Oh, and you're making me beautiful, so clear night skies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it's dark. I can't imagine. I, I mean, dark. I imagine. It's clear. You know, I try to imagine. Uh, what what it must be like in the the night skies there in Hawaii, uh, where you, where you are, and, and it just uh, it, it, I'm sure it's amazing. It's breathtaking. I'm sure that's why you're there. Mm-hmm. Partly. Well, yeah. That in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And everything else. We actually have uh, Hawaiian culture. We actually have reasonably good viewing here where I live. I I live sort of out of the way, and it's very dark where I live. And and at times, especially in the winter when it gets really cold here. Uh, mm. It can get really clear, and we have we have wonderful, uh, you know. It's all relative, you know. Yeah. But anyway, it's sure, it's sure beautiful some nights here, and uh, I'm sure it's amazing there as well. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so all this stuff uh, is going on in the skies and uh, sort of shaking things up, and uh, I don't know what's happening down here. Well, right now, um, Dr. Heisen and I are working on our birthing center habitat, and we're participating and we're creating two of the many community, Puna community development meetings. We're hosting two of them this next week to get the habitat, birth center, all the other things that we want to include, maybe an embassy for the cetacea, in on the county plan for Puna development. So that um, we're some of the voices of the many people out here and throughout the world, really, who would like to see some kind of co-creative human dolphin habitat where people can be closer to them and to each other and live together and our model is, you know, kind of a community with canals or centered around a a big pond and, you know, there are dolphins there and people are close to them. And and, and they come and go as they please. They come and go as they please. Um, Whenever possible because one of the things that makes our program unique too, though, is that... um, we want to create a rehabilitation center to uh, send dolphins who've been in service, we call them, um, out back into the wild when possible. So um, one of our partners, Roberta Goodman, and her links on Planet Puna, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is very much interested and has been involved in rehabilitation already and the release of service dolphins, Joan Rosie, many years ago. So this is something that makes our program even more unique and that we'd like to help either give them a good place to last their days no doubt. and um, be part of human life because they seem to really want to be, many of them, and or help them make their way back home. Star, what do you mean by service dolphin? I mean, it's funny because the dog started barking in the background. I'm thinking like the service dog. My son says it all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. My, my little three-year-old would walk around and he sees a dog and he says, he says, he'd look at me and he says, is that a service dog? <laughs> oh, interesting. And I say, no, no, Alex, uh, that's a, you know, he, he, 
That's a regular dog, you know. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's very funny, but. Well, it's an interesting concept, and interesting that he would say that because he's only like what three or four. He's two and a half. He'll be three. Half? He'll be three in September. Oh gosh, there's so much room. When I spoke with him the other day. Hmm. Um, well, we came up with a model that say um, many years ago, and certainly others have as well, that the dolphins who are in places like you know, whether it's the Waikoloa here or Sea Life Park or our facility, whenever time that comes, are service dolphins. They're here in service to um, bring information and connectivity, let's say, with their people and introduce the humans back to them. Um, you know, and they come in service. They come to help us. They come to share hmm. with us. And therefore, even though they are called captive, um, that's kind of a bit demeaning. And yes, it's certainly true in most situations. But we need to acknowledge that they're there in service. Yeah, and we've talked about it in the past a little bit, about how there's certainly evidence that uh, in many cases, both orcas and the dolphins have sort of made the decision to allow themselves to be captured and, and to sort of go mm-hmm. in. I mean, and that, that's the most interesting thing, or one of the, one of the most interesting things about it, uh, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Joe and Rosie, for example, I believe um, they captured... Um, Joe first, and um, no, they captured Rosie first, and like Joe, they went around like three times or something, and Joe was just kind of like sitting there waiting, <laughs> take me, take me. <laughs> so that's how Joe and Rosie, who did the, um, much of the work with the most recent work, or many years ago now with um, the Human Dolphin Foundation with Dr. John Lilly and Tony Lilly. Right, right, yeah. right. So that's how Joe got to be with his beloved um Rosie. And what, what what was the eventual uh, fate of Joe and Rosie? Um, well, they were originally brought to them through the film The Day of the Dolphins. Oh, my God. And, what a, what um, an amazing thing. It was, although it was very um, poorly yeah. um, based on John's work. I mean, it was a complete, you know, other direction than yeah, John's they, they, own they, work. They twisted it as always, but at yeah, least it showed... The story, right? At least it showed a little bit about what was, you know, mm-hmm. what was... What was Possible, just a tip of it, you know. Right, exactly, and of course, more of that's happened anyway since then. But it was certainly other than John's work intended, and so on. So he was given the dolphins shown Rosie by Josephine Levine and his wife Rosie. That's how they got their name. Mm. Um, they helped provide the funding for it, and so on. So John and them made a decision that you know these dolphins would be released when their time was done, mm-hmm. and so a program was developed, and Roberta was part of that, and others to have them prepared to go back out into the ocean. Now, and I think this was done in Florida. Let me let me let me ask you a quick question. Uh-huh. The, okay, first of all, we're, for those who aren't familiar, if there are people listening who don't know the movie we're referencing, it's called Day of the Dolphin. It was with George C. Scott, and it's I don't know, nineteen seventy something. I don't know, 72 or something like that? Gosh, maybe. I thought it was later than that. Is it later than that? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but it's called The Day of the Dolphin. <laughs> so many movies, so many years. Yeah, so, so, so check that out. And 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 John Lilly, make, sh- make sure you re- remember that name. You've heard it here before, Dr. John Lilly, and he was a was a, a, a colleague of, of Stars. Uh, and so anyway, um, Joe and Rosie... Were, were released at the end of their rehabilitation... Um, I had a chance to go down to where they were staying in the Keys many years ago, just before, while they were being rehabilitated and all, and um, some of the people involved in the work told me that 
they would just they would hop the fence at night and you know and be <laughs> gone and have fun out there with the pod and then come back and then get their training the next day to have a fence for themselves <laughs> so was, and escape so at night. In other words, was the rehabilitation just some sort of anthropocentric idea, but it was just sort of a joke to them, or? In other um, words, in other well, words, the, and rehabilitation by that we mean that that apparently the the humans involved thought that the dolphins needed to be reacquainted with the wild. Is that what's yeah, going on? Yeah, and how to fish for themselves with fresh fish. <laughs> was that legitimate, or was that? Totally oh, it was very legitimate. Huh? Yeah, it was truly very legitimate. So they had to learn. Okay. Well, they had to relearn, or at least get a little brush up, or at least help the humans feel like they were helping them. <laughs> yeah. They jump over the fence and go play with the other dogs at night uh-huh. and they come back in and like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's very funny. So. Show us how to catch fish again. <laughs> fish 101. <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay. So that was that. And then eventually they were released. They were released. <laughs> or they decided that they would leave. No, there was actually an official release program and I think probably people from NIMS followed it and a documentary was made about it and Gigi Coyle, I think, was involved with it, and some others. Um, so in that way, it was okay. But the federal government, apparently, um, there's yet to be developed a full and effective and proper um, release protocol for service dolphins. Hmm. And because Roberta has some of the only experience in the country doing this, it's definitely something that we want to um, make available because as soon as we have a regular program established, and it opens the way for other dolphins to be able to be worked with, with a known model and a known method, and to have a successful outcome. Mm-hmm. And um, also other places that they can go be, and um, maybe other avenues of um, usefulness if they're going to only stay in service or only be able to really make it with people helping them. Then there are other avenues that we're exploring, you know, like um, the birthing project, for example, Raising the dolphins and children together, establishing a common language because of the ability to have an ongoing um, communications relationship. Right. This will be the first time that it's happened in current historical times, which is really exciting. We're just like chomping at the bit now to get this going. I know. We're very close. I mean, people, I, I hope people mm-hmm. realize how close uh, uh, we are, you know? Yes, we're very close. And, and, uh, and how and how much we appreciate and need support, you know your work, Michael's work, you know it's important. Uh, so uh, so decide for yourself and check them out at at planet uh, planetpuna.com. All right, so let me ask you a question about Joe and Rosie again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm uh, with them. They had they they had a relationship then. Yes, a rather right. complex one. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, were they were they Lovers, or I mean, were they? Oh, uh, well, yeah, because I mean, by and large, um, they were often just the only ones with each other. Huh. So, um, often as being frolicsome as they are, yeah, they were playmates too, of course. Yeah, and and they almost always fool around in one way or another with each other. Huh. And so, how old were they when they when they were? Uh, in other words, they spent a lot of time in captivity together from from a yeah. young age or whatever. Yeah. How many years? Maybe four or five. When they were brought in, mm-hmm. um, okay, I have to think. Roberta would actually be the best one to ask. Yeah, but four or five. I mean, just, just roughly, four or five is is young for a dolphin, just like it's young for a human. Mm, well, it's a different scale. Let's say it's like a adolescent at that point, okay. or a young, almost a young adult kind of. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
It would have been around that age. And probably they were in service for about eight or ten years. Wow. I'll have to find out from Roberta. And right, but plus or minus, and for the most part, yeah. being being in captivity, not not having access to the ocean, and not having access to their to their podmates or anything like that. Um, well, let's say it was definitely abbreviated, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because when they lived in Florida, for example, and that's the only place I saw them, um, was a dolphin's place, and then the Dolphin Research Center where they were released from. Right. Um, they were in open pens right at the canals and at the waterway there, so. And there were other dolphins nearby, but um, how much they must have gotten together more <laughs> than what I was aware of. All right. All right. So, so the relationship. I'm interested in it because, you know, for people out there who who think I'm crazy talking about dolphin relationships, go listen to some of the earlier programs with Dr. Heisen and Paradise Slash Star, and uh, brush up. Go read some John Lilly, and and then. We'll have a conversation about it, but but <laughs> but these are these are intelligent uh, creatures, and by intelligent I mean intelligence like like, like we are. They have uh, they have brains that are that are very much like ours, but in certain capacities bigger, harder and, and bigger. And, yeah, and more and, and with more um, capacity. And they've left the earth alone, so they're definitely smarter than we are. Yeah, they, they get along better with each other. They've lived together in harmony for many millions of years. I feel like they have something very profound and yet fundamental to share with us about how to do that. Right, and yet we know that they're capable of language and uh, and communication and music, mm-hmm. and they have family. And art, too. And art. Really? really? Some can draw. Oh There's my an, gosh. a dolphin, in, dolphin artist in the Keys in Florida that makes pictures, paintings. <laughs> <laughs> Swear, look it up on the net. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So... Right, and so oh, and then there, but there's the other part of it too is that in addition to the dolphins actually being able to do these things for themselves, the other phenomena that we've noticed is that they come through and directly inspire humans <laughs> to do dolphin art, dolphin music, dolphin this, dolphin whatever, rhythms, mm. different things. So, because of our let's say our telepathic connection with each other, when people are especially you know attuned and open to them, they can also like you know create dolphin art. Hmm. Or dolphin music, and it's amazing to experience that happening. No, yeah, there's certainly been a lot of that in the cultural scene. I mean, if you go to the mall or whatever, you see the the image of the dolphin is everywhere. I mean, it's in jewelry, and and you and you you have to wonder. I mean, why 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 do certain critters you know get more attention than others when it comes to that sort of thing? You know, uh, as far as Accessorizing, you know what I mean, uh-huh. that sort of thing, uh-huh. or, or, or wherever in in artwork, you know, on the wall or whatever, or or on the CD player, but it's not, uh, you know, it's not the armadillo, really. You know, you don't see a lot of <laughs> right. that. And I'm sure, and I'm sure I could come up with even more obscure critters. You know, they pick the dolphin and the orchid gets a lot, but it's these animals that are that we have some intuit, uh, some in, intuitive connection to them or something, or recognize mm-hmm. at least that they're intelligent. I mean. It's it's am- they're amazing actually. The more you the more you know, the more you know. Mhm. So anyway, the more amazing it continues to be. Yeah, and I mean you, I mean, you're you you get to experience it, you know, more often than most and so so I'm interested in this other species uh that exhibits intelligence like we do, and in fact a greater intelligence in many uh comparisons mm-hmm. and how they 
relate to one another. And then maybe we can sort of translate that into, you know, I don't know, humans. We, we keep talking about learning from the earth and learning from other species. And, you know, I truly believe that we are sort of a symbiotic creature, but we've sort of been cut off from most of the things that we used to symbiose with. Yeah, like life. Yeah. Like uh, the mother. <laughs> right. So so the dolphins, like life, like many other things, have things to teach us. And I don't know. So tonight we'll talk about some of that stuff, I guess. Uh-huh. All right. So tell me about Joe and Rosie. They're a good example of, of a relationship. I mean, they, they when, when they when they originally were brought together, do you think that you said Joe sort of hung outside? Do you think he wanted to be with her? Oh, yes, for sure. I feel like they had this agreement that they would be the two that would come in really? and be research partners with the Lilies and the Human Dolphin Foundation. And all of the people, like myself and others like Rupert Sheldrake, mm. um, Joan Halifax, sure, um, sure. multitudes of people like that, especially in those days in that era, let's say in the 70s to 80s or whenever that was, um, <laughs> that they would come and meet these people, that we had these prior arrangements and agreements that we would be connecting with each other and that we would be, let's say, touched with the dolphin dream, hmm. touched to remember that we're all connected, that we're all here in the same time and place for a good reason and that maybe we could come together and create something wonderful with each other. And I feel like I know for sure that they helped inspire this and remind me of this. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, the the again for the people who doubt the significance of the work, uh, please look into it before you judge it. That's, uh, that's as much as I'll say about it for the rest of the night. But it's amazing stuff. And I'll never forget uh, when I read, you know, Man and Dolphin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just was like a complete switch in my head, you know. And uh, anyway, that, that was uh, another one of the many inspirational books that, uh, you know, sort of gets you where you go. But... Anyway, all right. So um, let's take a break, okay, Star? Uh-huh. We'll, we'll come back and we'll um, we'll talk some more. It's Star Newland, and you can find out information about her from MikeHagan.com or directly at her site at PlanetPuna, P-L-A-N-E-T-P-U-N-A dot com, and uh, she's doing wonderful work along with Dr. Michael Heisen and uh, whoever else is involved there at the Sirius Institute. Okay. Whole so, community. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole gang of people, and and I love the fact that you're making it official. You know, uh-huh. I love that you're bringing. That, I mean, you know, you're 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 taking it right to to uh, the people that apparently uh, need to know about it, and you're making it official. So I love it. Thank you. And you're getting great uh, uh, response and cooperation, I think, from from most mm-hmm. who, who who are open to it. Apparently, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes, right. people are excited. People want a place where they could come and have a different kind of experience with the dolphins and learn more exciting things than you can find out going to a facility, you know, and a swim program. Um, We just have a whole different orientation about it. All right, cool. Well, we'll talk more with uh, you in just a few minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh All right, uh, it's Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit. It's KOPN Columbia. We're streaming live every Monday night at CosmicWavesRadio.com. Thanks to everybody, uh, everybody over there for... Uh, helping us and making it happen, and uh, KOPN.org on the web. Thanks to KOPN for making this uh, possible as well. All right, all right. one more song here, and uh, it's Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. This song is called Portrait of an Artist. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute with Star Newland. It's Mike, and you're listening to Radio Orbit.
day. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lizzie, for the wonderful music. Uh, Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. All right, this is Mike. You're listening to Radio Orbit. It's KOPN Columbia. And we're with Star Newland from PlanetPuna.com. And we'll say hello again. Hi, Star. Aloha. Aloha. All right, so all right, let's. Uh, we're sort of off. Um, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm off my normal timing tonight, so it's no big deal. Uh, we don't have to take a break at the top of the hour. I just have to remember to say KOPN Columbia in 11 minutes. So remind me if I forget, all right? Okay. Okay, but um, uh, let's talk about uh, human beings now for a minute. Um, okay. All right. Let's <laughs> cut to the chase. I'm here. one. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, you're one, you've, you've had relationships. You have many relationships. I have many relationships. And managing them sometimes, you know? Uh-huh. Is challenging, I guess, is a good way to put it, but rewarding at the same time. So, I don't know, there's a lot of things that we seem to think we're supposed to do and have to do or maybe not, and I don't know. Help us out for people who are looking for assistance. There have been so many people that say, hey, Mike, you talk about science and technology, you talk about this and that, you talk about all this stuff, but you never talk about human beings. Whoa. Right? I'm not kidding. I get an email well, like that. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, here here it goes. So now I'm trying. Help me. Well, it all starts with our relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. and how we come to relate to others and what we want for ourselves and how we relate to others. Sometimes the most important thing is to just decide what we want mm. and to be true to that. Seems easy. Um, it's probably one of the most difficult things of all. <laughs> um, partly because our whole lives we're told to be other. We're shown to be other. We're shown to put our real self away so um, people will be comfortable with us or happy with us or we'll feel more secure if we're like we think they want us to be. Um, but the really great work that we're doing right now is to find out who we really are. Mm. And the real nature of humans. I listen to the news, I watch the papers and all that stuff. I watch the news, listen, read the papers and all, and, and I keep hearing all these horrific things. It's like they're killing this, they're doing that, and thousands of nuclear warheads, and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, wait a minute. Where are these people coming? Where does this come from? Hmm. When I want to live in harmony, most of the people I know want to live in harmony they want their kids to be happy and well. They want a good life. Most of the people I know and ever really personally connected with want, long for the same kinds of basic human things. Mm. So what happened that the world looks like it's so far away from just our basic human nature? Mm. And I feel our true human nature is more dolphin. I really feel that in my heart of hearts that we come from the same source and that um, we're related and connected in amazing ways, which is what I was shown when I swam with Joan Rosie. Just that one time, but in some exchange between Rosie and I, um, she just showed me, she just flashed me this something that said we're so much more alike than you can imagine, hmm. than you've seen or than you know. Like, well, 
what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure it out. What does that mean? I'm an air breather. I have to come up for air like you do. So that was what I saw right in that immediate moment. But in the 20 years since then, 21 years now, I've come to understand more fully how much alike we really are. Right. And it has to do with being connected. It has to do with being connected with all of life. It has to do especially with being connected with each other when we're close to each other. Hmm. And understanding that life changes, cycles come and go, relationships change, just like everything else. And if we want to have continuity in our lives and our relationships, then we have to learn to accept that. And then how can we be good with the fact that, well, maybe it's time for us to close this door of a relationship and open up one that's really for us now. You know, after having been married since I was 20 to a few years ago, that's <laughs> 20 years anyway, since before you were born or whatever, um, I find it nice now to just be on my own, thinking my own thoughts for myself. This is your own uh, mm-hmm. relationship you're talking about? Yeah, and over the years, all my other ones, my marriages and my husband's. Have you, how many, no, I'll get personal, how many How many times have you been married? Oh, three, <laughs> three full legal ones. <laughs> I know, you sort of pause, I'm like, I'm like, are you sure it was three? Well, I married the first one twice, so, but, yeah, three legal husbands. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Right. So, but, but each one was a learning on, oh, First of all, wanting it to be forever because that's what we're growing up with and thinking marriage is this and that. And we're basically talking about one of our more fundamental relationships mm-hmm. in our culture is the marriage between whomever. Right. Because love is love. It just wants to be met. And so um, it can go from whomever. And that's one thing we have to understand is what's happening in our relationships today is that our love has been boxed up and tied down and repressed and made to fit a certain picture or certain images. And people are starving for love, even though there might be physical evidence of love, mm. um, but at a feeling, emotional, caring nature, there's emptiness. Mm. So because it can only be shown a certain way, but what if somebody wants to show you how much they love you another way hmm. and what if you're ready for someone else to show you how much you can be loved and loved and yet another way hmm. um, what are we going to do sit on our love <laughs> um, our volcano goddess uh, <laughs> madam <laughs> yes I, I, I put my head down <laughs> uh, trust me What? And, and please please if you would share her name with us um, well two two we call her Tutu, Madame Pele. Mm. And um, she's the goddess of our volcano. And once, some years ago, she just came to me and showed me um, that it was important to let my love flow in for us, to let our love flow like the lava flows mm. through the earth, through the cracks. Everywhere she wants her lava to flow, it will flow. And she said to me, to let your love flow like that, to just let it flow mm. and let that energy be released and manifest, you know. And then I also saw that a lot of the trouble we have on the earth, because it's the trouble I have in myself, so I'm just a microcosm of that macrocosm, mm-hmm. 
was because there were places and times where, yeah, I sat on it, or I held back, or, you know, or whatever um, withholding that I was conditioned to or afraid to express the depth of something. But I saw that I had to let it move through me so I could be sound and well, and so that the earth that I am part of can be more sound and well. And this is where, you know, there are big earth changes coming. We have to accept that stuff is happening on our planet and in our solar system and all around. So if we want to help temper this, if we want to help mediate how earth goes through her changes, we, each one of us, has to be as best in touch with ourselves as we can be, free-flowing in our feelings, expressing our true caring for each other, because then the earth will feel that and she'll say, ah, this is a good place. Very little reorganizing I need to do here because the mm. energy is flowing. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's amazing how, you know, synchronicity is just just uh, at, a, at, a, at an amazing level, right? Terence would say novelty is, you know, is just uh, peaking right now. But I believe it or not, I was reading a passage from Heraclitus. Uh-huh. And and he was he was sort of considered they called him the crying philosopher, but he was known for two words. So you can you can you can condense his thing to two words, and it was all flows. Oh, cool! All <laughs> flows. This is a dolphin guy. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing, and uh, and people sort of looked at him. Or, I mean, he sort of gets interpreted as as negative, but it's not a negative message at all. Oh, uh, you know, neutral message. Yeah. Any, any anyway, it's. Interesting that you use the word flow and and this whole idea of Pele and the and the and the lava metaphor and mm-hmm. and the ceiling metaphor because and the we are part of it all mm-hmm. and there's a big soup like six billion plus beings on this earth plus those are just the physical bodies that we know of, right and all the other levels of whatever yeah. is there as well so but we have this whole big field of consciousness and it's all connected because everything's all connected Mm -hmm. and when we step into a self which is more true you know like it says at the oracle of Delphi to thine own self be true Mm -hmm. and it shall follow as night unto day that all others shall be true unto you Mm. well that's very liberating because when we let our feelings flow like if we're in a situation where we have to like say, look, this is what's happening and this is why I feel this and what I'm going to do about it, then it gives the people around us an opportunity to say, yeah, well, you know, now that you mention it, now that you say that, I think, well, I'd really like to do this or I'd like to explore that. And it helps what's around us come to a higher state of coherence because that's what truth is. It's a coherent frequency that resonates, just like in the physics books, you know. Mm-hmm. We're resonant frequencies, and the more true we are to ourselves, the more we resonate a higher coherence, and the more we help others access that for themselves. This is kind of like what I call the dolphin effect, also, mm-hmm. and how that works. I feel like because of various reasons, how they live, their brains, how they use them and all that, and the fact that they're buoyant bodies in water and all um, they're very coherent beings. And when we connect with them, they help us become that. They help resonate us to that same place. But um, we can do it just by being true to ourselves. 
you know, you can start with that. I, I, I love it. And, uh, okay, I remember, KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. Nice. Well done, Mike. There you go. Uh, now, here, here, here's the thing, is that uh, for people who poo-poo this stuff and think that it's, you know, new age silliness, uh-huh. as we know, our, our friend, God bless you, Gesundheit, uh, uh-huh. etc., um, our, our friend and mentor, Joe, Joseph Chilton Pierce, uh-huh. and the good people that have been doing tremendous work at the HeartMath Institute in California, uh-huh. you know, have made it abundantly clear now that for the people who think that, uh, that we end at the skin, that is a, uh, that is a misconception. And, you know, it's been made really, really apparent now, and this is scientific fact. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all fields, and uh, our hearts alone uh, generate a tremendous electromagnetic field that extends sometimes 25, 30 feet outside of uh, the skin that you think uh, is where you end. Well, and probably even all across creation. Certainly, and, and certainly by, uh, uh, by, by association, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? In other words, you know, Lizzie and, and uh, Anthony and Laura, who are just here, you know, we're in the same room, our fields are interacting, even though we're not physically touching one another, and, uh, and the butterfly effect is a real thing, mm-hmm. and uh, all of these fields, as they interact, have who knows what uh, uh, effect going on, but certainly we cannot deny that they are real and that's what's happening it's time to accept the fact that we're all connected and part of each other in some fashion or another right yeah right i mean because that's i mean that's you know you know if we got to if we got to spell it out you know that's the extension in other words if if my if my field is connected to lizzie and anybody else in the room eventually i'm connected to everything else mm-hmm. you know and and then and then you got to get out of the human centered thing and say well god it's not just I'm not just interacting with other human fields. You know, plants exhibit their own uh, fields, mm-hmm. and they have their own field of intelligence, mm-hmm. and all of these other critters that are running around this planet. And pretty soon you go, oh, man, everything is connected, and it's not nonsense. It's absolutely the... It's real. Yeah, it becomes it's self-evident eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it becomes so mm-hmm. obvious you can't even deny it. But, well, uh, you have to accept it, Mike. Evidence yeah. is evidence. I have a story to tell about Mike Tyson the other day and what happened. Please. Um, he was responding and, to and friends. Michael Heisen, tell everyone who he is real quick. We oh. give Michael the plug. Oh, yes, of course. Um, Dr. Michael Heisen is research director for the Sirius Institute. Uh, we've been working together. He's my research partner um, since we met at John Lilly's birthday party, January 6, Down the air. Larry's father uh, uh, passed away and sort of made the transition uh, oh. uh, yesterday. And I and I oh, bless his heart. Yes, absolutely. He was. Uh, oh. I didn't. I didn't know him, but I'm sure he was a wonderful guy. Oh yeah. And uh, but anyway, I'm sure. I'm sure Larry wanted would want you to know, and he, and he has no Thank problem you. with me talking about it. And I know that he loves you guys. So. Sure. Oh, he totally does. So back to Michael's story. Um, he was replying to this email about cats sitting for friends over on the corner side. Okay. And um, the machine froze while he was composing the email. Mm-hmm. So, oh, bummer, so he had 
stop and then wait a while, uh, reboot it. And then when he got back on, the email from the other people was waiting for him, telling him that it was all handled. Um, that's what I call the quantum effect, just that the universe is alive, our realities are alive. We're connected to it. And things like that happen, like the computer will stop just in that moment, so a message coming in will save you having to do that message. Other things like that happen with my car. I mean, it's a common phenomena here in our world. Maybe it's because we live on a volcano or something. But a bit of people in your audience look around and see what other evidences there are of this quantum effect where something else is going on out there. And the more they look for it, the more they would find it, too. You know, uh, my my wife and I, Ashley, we, we watched uh, this movie, What the Bleep Do We Know?, yeah. Uh, we watched it on on Friday night, and I'd heard, you know, I read about it, and I heard a lot about it from, you know, whatever, you know, but uh, I had not seen it, and I liked it. I thought it was, I liked it. I mean, that's all, I'm, I'm not going to dissect it. I thought it was great, actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that, that movie talks a lot about these kinds of things, and I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because remember, we were going to talk about our one, two, three jump um, experiment, if you will, yeah. in January on the twenty third of January, one two three. Right, that and was, then we, that was yeah. the last time that that was the last time that we did a program together. Mm-hmm. It was yes. January January twenty third uh-huh. of this of this year. Uh-huh. And the idea was uh, zero one being the month, two three being the day, January twenty third. Uh-huh. And we went one two three, and the idea was jump over to a new world, a new reality, a new paradigm, mm-hmm. and a new paradigm. So in that movie, it actually um, worked for me. Well, good. That was the point. I'm not sure. If it, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if it has worked out. Well, but it's it, an ongoing thing. But though. it has certainly worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just not sure what I jumped into. Well, you're jumping into the world like that movie shows. There's a particular part that I really love, where it shows how the new mind is being built up like a, a lattice beyond mm. our, our old mind, if you will. Okay. Mm. Well. The way I see it and the way I've been thinking about, you know, this interview tonight was this is what we're doing. We're building a new lattice for a new reality, for a new world, for a new paradigm at a quantum level where we get to actually interact and interface with real things like computers Mm. or light switches or whatever it is that relationships or synchronistic coming together. Like I went to do something the other day and came across like five people that they needed to connect with. Boom, 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 boom. So it's like, how did that all precipitate? How did that all come to be? Well, that's how it is in the new world. You know, magic happens. Miracles. The miraculous, which is really another word for natural phenomena, abound. You know, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, Michael's actually on the chat page right now. Uh, oh, cool. he, he's in the chat room, and, and uh, anyway, I just want to let you know that he's listening in cool. Hawaii, somewhere live on the web. So, <laughs> so our live stream that uh, comes to us uh, v- uh, via these wonderful people at this uh, this nebulous place that we just in cyberspace called Cosmic Waves Radio dot com. They make this whole thing possible, and I love it. But Michael uh, sends a message, Star. He says. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, remind, Spar, uh, rem- <laughs> remind Star to go to Planet Puna to see links to multimedia de- uh, desktop, etc. That must be, uh, he must be referencing Larry's mm-hmm. thing there. Is it yes, he did some really stunning multimedia desktop 
um, images for us, and they're available on Planet Puna to go take a look at. And um, yeah, I'm hardly at a place where I could look online right now, but you can, Michael. <laughs> okay, I'm there right now. And so anyone, okay, cool. you know. Uh, uh, Thanks, Mike. We, we, <laughs> I know there's like too many mics going on right now, but but anyway, uh, we, we'll just remind people, uh, planetpuna.com. Maybe maybe do it now, maybe do it later. Uh, we'll, we we won't interrupt Star again, but I just want to let you know that Michael was there and listening. Thank and, you. And uh, so, okay, uh, where are we? We're talking quantum interfacing with yeah. your reality in yeah. the new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And having fun with it. Mm. You see? How so? Um, so, in other words, play, you mean? Playfulness. Again, another, because I used to be super serious, man. I used to be so serious, and I had these really deep lines from worrying about so much stuff. But really? Yeah. Like, you like, hardly believe like, the way I used to be moving. Like, what, like when? Give me... Because that seems like no way. Way. Huh. Well, back in the 80s, my whole life up until, like, the Dolphins, I guess. But really? Even with them, it took a number of years to get me to where I am now. Tell me one of your uptight stories. <sighs> uptight stories. Gosh. Come on. I'll tell you one of mine. If you tell me one of yours first. Well, um, <laughs> I have to think because it's been a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. All right. So, so bottom line is you've had many relationships, you I've know, and you've been through a lot of different things, had lots uh-huh. of different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you make of the whole thing, I guess? I mean, it's like well, that's what we're talking about. We have the, we have the ability to change, to affect mm-hmm. the future, to affect... Mm-hmm. Uh, to affect the past and create a new future by affecting our perception of the past. Mm-hmm. So we can work on a parallel reality and go in and do a little tweaking, just like a time traveler in our own life. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of more playful about these sorts of things these days, and it's partly why I changed my name, changed my birth dates, just to go along with it, so I have a consistent, you know, identity at that time. But <laughs> basically, I'm still me, who I was born. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I have these other... Um, a rose by any other name, my dear. Still a rose or a star. Absolutely. <laughs> but I encourage people to like be more playful with their lives, uh-huh. with their relationships. Like lighten up. You know, if you love someone, it's true. Let them free. Hmm. Let them be who they really are, because in letting them shine, letting them discover their depth or their passion or their excitement for something, it can only reflect back on us. And it can only help the world be the place we want it to be, and we're here to create together. Wow, well said. All right, we need to take a break after that. Must be the gecko said yes, too. Oh, man, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, look, uh, let's um, let's do that. We'll have another song here from Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And Anthony will come back with Star Newland. One more time, the website, www.planetpuna.com. Yeah, and people can write to you and comment, and we can take their comments, too. So let them know how to do that, Mike. That was fun hearing from Michael. Yeah, I mean, everybody, if you go to my website, um, if I haven't mentioned it before, you know, we are streaming live, and we have a live chat page that's uh, uh, a chat room that's open and and functioning. There's some people there right now that are listening over the web, and they can comment and uh, post, you know, questions or... uh, or whatever. Larry just joined us there. Actually, hello, Larry. Oh, Larry. Aloha. Aloha. Anyway, he says hi. And um, so, anyway, how cool is this? I mean, I mean, the fact that we're able to do this now is absolutely astonishing to me. And yeah. I'm, and and it's it, and 
all of us are doing it together. And, you know, this thing that um, you get, you guys are doing amazing things, too, with the technology. All of us are. So I'm really pleased. Um, yeah, I just want to mention briefly, too, because Cosmic Waves Radio uh-huh. were very gracious uh-huh. to help us do the Rowan Brothers from Lola's. We have a, had a live um, webcast that day with them. And they were really wonderful, and also our first cyber book launch with my friend uh, Jude Graham and her book, First Death. We had our first cyber book launch. It was so exciting, and our first cyber like concert webcast through Cosmic Waves. So oh, yeah. I want to give thanks to them and for you, too, for helping us well, I coordinate think, and set that all up. That was great. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was amazing. These guys, uh, Carrie uh, in particular, is... Yeah, and Carrie. Yeah, he, yeah, he's amazing, and, and uh, and I mean, it was sort of under the gun. I was sort of uh, having a difficult time getting my act together with your contact with you, and anyway, Michael uh, brought the technical thing together, and you guys were able to do it. It was amazing, and uh, yeah, those guys are really, really cool for 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 uh, giving us the opportunity to, uh, yeah. opportunity to do it. So yeah. anyway, and, and and they're with us tonight. As a matter of fact, Carrie uh, Carrie listens all the time. So uh huh. Well, aloha, and again, thanks. Yeah, okay, so, uh, all right, let's do it. Um, back in a minute. Star, thanks, okay? Uh-huh. Hang around. Uh, we've got Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. This one is called I Can See the Mountains from Here. And even though I can't, I talked to my friends in Colorado today, and this one is from my friend Lucy. I love you, Lucy. Thank you for everything you've done for me. All right, uh, Star, thank you, too. I'll be back in just a minute. Lizzie West and the White Buffalo, www.lizziewestlife.com. I Can See the Mountains from Here. It's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit. I wore my sun hat when the sky looked like rain Cause it helped me to avoid And I went raking up the traces of pain In my sun hat when the sky looked like rain I might as well be a cowgirl Make the road my rain I might as well be a cowgirl Cause what if it rains What if it rains What if it rains What if it rains I can see the mountains from here So 
Wonderful stuff. I love it. Lizzie West, Anthony Caraldo, Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. Uh, that song was called, hmm, I Can See the Mountains from Here, of course. And, uh, all right, uh, we'll have another one or two from Lizzie coming up before the end of the program. And I want to mention that uh, she's really cool and they're doing great work. And, and they were here earlier in the studio with me, and if you missed the first hour of the program, there was some live stuff that we did with Lizzie and Tony, and it's great, and we'll have it up on the web in the next 24 hours or so, so we can share that with other people, okay, but anyway, thanks to her and Tony for doing great stuff and for sharing it, all right, okay, it's Mike, and you listen to Radio Orbit, uh, one more quick thing, uh, get on the web at kopn.org, and uh, you can find information about the Blind Boon Ragtime Festival that's going on right now, and if you're interested in that, uh, Get involved. You go down there. It's great stuff that's happening, and it's been going on for the last couple of days. And um, just uh, check it out. Easiest way, kopn.org, or just call down here at the station, 874-1139, if you're looking for more information, okay? All right, let's get back to it with uh, my friend, Star Newland. Hi, thanks for staying with me. Sure, you're welcome. Um, while you're talking about music, I just want to say thanks to my host and hostess, Laura and Dave Iwata, we have this wonderful hard rock Christian rock band called Unworthy, cool. and um, I'm here using their phone at their place, because <laughs> yes, it's a lot harder than people think to have a quiet place <laughs> without the cokey frogs. It's one of my favorite things is when when you and I talk, I always wonder where's Star going to be when we actually talk this time. And it's, oh, yeah. like it's always sort of a mystery until like a, you're like it's like you're a spy or something. It's like until like an hour before the show, I never know the phone number. It's like you know. Actually, I got lost coming here, so I got here like I was pulling up. I know. I, you, you picked up the phone, and I could tell that you were sort of short of breath. You know, so yeah, I pulled up just just as you called. Well, anyway, it's cool that they let you do that, and uh, yeah. you actually sent me an MP3 of one of their songs, and I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but tell them I will, and uh-huh. uh, and, and we'll try to fit them in, uh, in in the show sometime. It's great, and I appreciate I'd that. I like that, because they're really good. And their um, daughter, Cassie um, Richard, who just was graduated this weekend from the Waters of Life Charter School here in Pune. Uh-huh. So hooray for Cassie for sticking with it and doing it, and How old is she? that wonderful school. Um, gosh, I guess she's probably 17. Uh-huh. Um, she's smart. She's young. So it's the equivalent of like a high school or something like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, yeah. This is high school graduation. Okay, all right. She's a budding writer, so she's going to um, go to university and study more writing. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Each time I do a show with you, it's an adventure. <laughs> but that's part of the excitement of it. This time I had a car to drive myself here. Last uh-huh. time I hitchhiked and took I... four or five rides to get in. I remember. It was great. Oh, man. But I did go to the beach again today, too, before I did this. Really? Yeah. Man, beautiful. it sounds nice. I haven't been to the beach in, in, in too long, as a matter of fact. Come to Hawaii. I know, I know, I know. Come to Hawaii. Come to paradise. Don't worry. We'll, Come home. We'll, I will, I will. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, I'm trying, I'm trying. Just bear with me. I just have, to, I have a little okay. business to take care of first, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so back to it. Yeah, we're talking about, uh, you know, just... Being who you are, I guess, and that seems to be the 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 the, the easy answer that's so difficult to do and to accept from others, apparently. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I, I see it too, of course. You know, I mean, in my own relationships, I mean, I'm not you know argue it, and especially, 
you know, the more relationships you have, you know, you it becomes more apparent that, you know, how many different kinds of relationships can exist and how deep and I mean, just just the whole depth of the whole idea of relationship and how it mm-hmm. can be all over the place, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And just trying to deal with that on your own, uh, with your own relationships is hard enough. And then bringing another person into it and hoping that they'll accept you and you accept them, regardless uh-huh. regardless of what their own situation is in the midst of this whole thing, right? Yeah. Oh. That's where pod living comes in handy and the concept of living on pod. What does that mean? You've um, mentioned that. You've actually mentioned that on the air before, and I've never really <laughs> pushed you on it. I mean, I'm sure there's a dol- I mean, I know it's a dolphin reference, but... What, 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 what tell, expand on it. Well, um, you know, I kind of grew up with the standard model of we're born, we live, we die. We're kind of alone even if we get close to people, and that's just the way it is. A life of separation. And it was a cultural thing, maybe it's an earth planet thing. Um, certainly a lot of humans feel that same way. But something changed when I met the dolphins, and I guess... An initial part of it would be the telepathic connection I felt. I felt something reach me, touch me inside, um, wherever that inside place is. I felt, for the first time really, that there was something beyond me that knew me, that was making contact with me, and loved and welcomed me just the way I was. It's like, wow, this was really novel. (laughs) What an idea. Not being alone anymore, I finally got that, in fact, I had companionship. Hmm. And rather than looking so much for external companionship, it was time to cultivate internal companionship. And interestingly, within a few years after that, I underwent a period where I was, um, I took off my glasses, my contact lenses, started only seeing with my own natural sight, Hmm wherever that led me, and that was pretty interesting sometimes. Oh, my God, I lost my glasses uh, at, at, at a concert last Saturday night, uh-huh. and for uh-huh. a few days, and I mean, my eyes aren't that bad, and I wear I wear glasses for distance primarily, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't have them for a few days, and yeah, it's a totally different world. I made a fool of myself. There was a guy, there was a guy playing music uh, at the Blue Fugue. I mentioned it once in a while. It's this uh-huh. place that I hang out before I do the shows on Mondays, uh-huh. and it's open mic night every Monday night, and so you always get, you never know what you're going to get, right? And uh, anyway, this guy was on stage singing, and I could have swore it was a girl. And, uh, and and I said to a couple people, man, she's pretty good. You know, or something like that. And everybody just laughed at me, you know, like I was like a fool. They thought I was actually joking. I was like totally uh-huh. serious. Anyway, so yes, uh, yeah. uh, it, it's um, interesting when you see with your own eyes without yeah. the technological uh, uh, crutch. The helpers. And then um, if you go from there and then... Um, I I entered into, let's say, an extreme clothing optional lifestyle, and I was barefoot all the time, too. Uh So anyone who ever came to see me at home only found me one way, unless I was getting ready to walk out the door. Right. (laughs) So for 12 years, I was, you know, basically barefoot, blind, and, you know, clothing optional. Um, as a meditation, as a really profound meditation. What do you mean by that? I mean, some people will just laugh, but what do you mean? Obviously, like you just did, thanks, Mike. <laughs> yes, but it was obviously very serious. Well, um, yeah, it was really serious because um, I had spent my whole life covered up in layers of this and that and bowl and clothes. And, you know, there was immense distance between. 
between me and anything, you see. Mm-hmm. Just like many people are. They and put bar- immense distances. Barriers. Including yeah. weight mm. between them and other. And when I saw this, and it took place, of course, over a period of time, um, I realized that for my own higher life, mm-hmm. for something beyond where I had been, because at that point, I was either going to make a big change or I was going to leave, because life was good, and it was okay and fun and rich in different ways, but something very substantial had yet to really come to me. Mm-hmm. And I realized it in part was how could it get close enough? Mm. And so I shed everything um, that was between me and life and real. So I got to feel my body. I got to feel temperature change. I got to see the essence of things. I got to walk on the earth and feel what the earth feels like mm, for real. Yep. And, and this is how I raised my children and helped others to raise their children. Mm was to help them be close and connected and part of life from the very beginning. Mm. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. And so one day um, I finally got my contact lenses (laughs) and I could see again. (laughs) And I went out and I got a message from the whale. And they came and they told me in Hilo Bay that um, they knew I had just completed this journey. Mm into this other land that was a very distant land from the one that I had been raised into. And that they they knew that, and they were just acknowledging that I had made that cycle. I had gotten deeply in touch again, or maybe the first time in this life, but I had gotten in touch deeply now. And then it was time to bring back the accoutrements, like, oh, yeah, I can see, I can drive. Oh, yeah, I can wear shoes. I can go here and there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can wear clothes. Now I have all these meetings to go to Mm -hmm. (laughs) and concerts and other things. um, Let me me ask you a quick question and clarify something because I know the way people think uh, that listen to the program sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I want to remind people that when, when, when you talk about getting a message from a whale or from the whales or whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, some people may or may not uh, appreciate that that's something that's that, that's even possible, but uh, I want to remind them that you work very closely with a real big time scientist guy. Oh yeah. And and so there, you, you guys cover both sides of this thing. And Michael's not a fool. And uh, well, sometimes he is. Oh, well, no. <laughs> aren't, aren't we all? Sometimes I am too. Oh my god. Okay, no, Michael. Oh my god. You want to hear something? You, you just made me think. So I'll say one more thing. As we uh, since we're since we're talking like this. I there, there's this uh, I don't know why I think of these things, but there's this old um, saying that's from I don't know Kazakhstan or 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 mm-hmm. I don't know Afghanistan or some sort of a stan, right? But the it's, it, the, the saying basically says that a man can be a fool and not know it, but not a married man. Probably why Michael and I are zero married. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's just it's sometimes it is really, it's so true, you know. Yeah. I mean, so but we're I'm all fools, fool too, man. We're all, we're fools. all fools. But that's the part of accepting each other in ourselves because if we truly love ourselves and the fool that's each of us, then we'll love the fool in the other. We'll love the whatever in the other because 
we're all part of it anyway. And it's like, why get serious or hung up about this trade or that quality or whatever? We should be appreciating each other more. Um, a friend just passed on a few a week ago, and his partner was giving like, um, some words at the service down here, and she was talking about how every conversation, I love you, was how they ended it. Mm. Every time they left each other, I love you, because goodness knows, in a heartbeat, it could all change. Mm. We need to remember to care and to appreciate each other and to make each other feel cherished and valuable and appreciated because we're here for each other. We're here together to express this. That's the true nature of why we're here, especially in this new and improved new world order. Yeah, the one we jumped into on January 23rd, right? Mm -hmm. And the one that we're in now solidly because it's 666. Ta-da. 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 See, we made it into 666. It's okay. Right, right. The world is still here, and we're still talking right. about lovely things and playing yes. lovely music and and uh, you know and sharing information. We've got people on the web from all over the world listening to us. It's amazing. So, uh, so this is certainly uh, uh, a night for celebration. Uh, it is. And uh, so here it is. All right. Well, um, what next? Well, we have other connections too that we're making this coming weekend in Kona, and people can go to our website to see this and. Maybe you'd like to put up a link to this part, too, but there's a wonderful um, ET conference happening, Extraterrestrial Civilizations and World Peace Conference. Oh, really? Where's this at? Yes. It's at the King Kamehameha um, Hotel in Kona. And by the way, this weekend, too, celebrates the birthday of King Kamehameha I, who unified the islands many years ago. Really? So, so King Kamehameha, that's not just an abstraction. That was actually a, oh. a, a person. Is a for real, very for real. The Hawaiians love and adore him. And um, one of the most, and it's regretful I'm going to have to miss it because I'm going to be in Kona for this conference, but one of the most wonderful Hawaiian ceremonies there is, anyway, that I've seen, is the laying of the wreaths on the statues of King Kamehameha I. And different um, groups come up through the community after a parade or something often, and they have lays of flowers and miley leaves and things that are often like over 20 feet long, because the statues are pretty big. Kamehameha was a seven-foot man. And they lay these lays all around his neck, and by the end of the evening, there might be like 30 or 40 immense, beautiful flowering mm. lays, and that's this weekend. But it's also the weekend of our conference over in Kona's side. Um, it's presented by Dr. Michael Sala and his partner, Angelica Whitecliffe, and the yes. Exopolitics Institute. Right, right. And Joan Ocean is going to be doing her wonderful work again, of course, with the Dolphin ET connection and like that. We're going to have a table there and help out. Right, and that, More uh, exciting. Yeah, that's an interesting Excited. group, the whole Exopolitics. Uh, oh, yes, yes. All right, well, i tell you what. Let's. Um, I, I want to take one more uh, short break here and play a song, okay? It's on my mind. And uh, then we'll come back. We'll have another 15 minutes or so. And... Um, and we'll continue, okay? Okay. All right, this is another one from Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. And uh, it is a really nice song. It's off her, off, off her CD that we've been featuring called I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. And uh, Lizzie was with us live in the studio for the first hour of the program tonight. Thank you, Lizzie and uh, Anthony, for spending your time here on a Monday night late. And giving us some live music. It was beautiful. I love you guys. All right. And also, um, this song. I love it. And it goes out to 
my beautiful wife, who I love. And it goes out to all of the wonderful women who have been in my life and who are in my life and everything that I've been given, you know, from from all of you. I love you. And this is called Of Course My Love. We'll be back in just a minute with Star Newland. It's Mike. You listen to Radio Orbit on KOPN Columbia. Just don't go so far as to fall.
one more time. Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. All right, it's Mike Hagan. You listen to Radio Orbit. It is about 1.40, plus or minus, on the morning of June 6th, 2006. And you can find us on the web at MikeHagan.com. And you can also find my guest, the wonderful Star Newland, on the web at PlanetPuna.com. And you can link there directly from my site as well. So, anyway, uh, and Lizzie West, one more time, LizzieWestLife.com on the web for uh, for Lizzie and Anthony. All right, Star, hi. Thanks. Uh, hi. Uh-huh. You know, it's what time is it there? It's early. It's five hours ahead of us. You're mm, 20 to 9. 20 to 9 p.m. in uh, on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, I'm liking Lizzie West more and more the more I listen to her. Anyway, uh, what... Uh, where are we? Let's talk a little bit about um, what you have upcoming. You mentioned this this ET conference. How does that? Uh, uh, what's man? We're talking about relationships now. We're talking about we we have relationships to ourselves, relationships to dolphins, relationships to other human beings. Now we bring in the extraterrestrials. I guess why not? Well, we might as well because um, it'd be nice to be reconnected with the rest of creation. Do you? Do, let me ask you straight up. I mean, do you believe that that there are you know, human beings that are in, in direct communication with other, you know, intelligent people from that that live yes. actually live physically somewhere else. It's not, yes. and and it's not like a but for real. Okay. <laughs> right. No, I, I mean that's I mean it's the question yeah. that has to be asked. I believe yeah, I know. it. No, I believe I it totally too. Do. I've I interviewed people who've met ETs. I've met people who've met ETs. Um, I've almost certainly met them, although hmm, so I can pinpoint my finger. But I've met others who. Who have? Mm. I feel that so, and certainly, from my perspective, the dolphins are also ETs and yeah. whales too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, In fact, um, there's a conference the week after the seminar, after the workshop. Um, another one, a multi-dimensional ambassadors. It's a post-conference seminar about, you know, the dolphins, the ETs, and the dolphins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we. It would be a terrible world or universe to think that it was only us on this earth. And there are trillions, gazillions, gazillions of stars. And I was just attending a lecture at the university the other night on um, exoplanets. And so now we're finding planets outside of other stars, Mm -hmm. which, of course, we found for a while. Um, So what about conscious life somewhere else? That would make me, personally, um, very happy. And I have had ET kinds of experiences just you know, like, you know, two feet from me, but I have seen craft and things. And I've been interested in this for many years, and I'm sure when I was a child I had experiences and knew about this. And again, it's just about us opening up like our frequencies and accessing other levels, other subtle realms of what's out there. Like you made that comment about hmm, me talking to whales. Mm. Well, um, you know, there's all information coming through everything all the time. Mm-hmm. So a person who's sensitive and aware, which is what happened after my 12-year sojourn of, you know, barefoot, blind, and clothing optional, mm-hmm. um, I became more accessible, just right. information, right. became more accessible to me. But it was something that would have been innate from the beginning. Right. It's you... innate in all of us to be multi-century beings, uh-huh. multi-dimensional beings, but, you know, it gets beaten out of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, children are told not to talk about their imaginary friends or playmates or the little fairy people they see. But but why? Um, we could have a consensus reality in the new world we do 
that's big enough that people can perceive other levels and can communicate in other words beyond our normal senses. Yeah. It's much richer. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, we've been talking about the intelligence of the of the cetacea, you know, the whales and the dolphins, but uh, there is an intelligence inherent in all of nature yes. that, 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 that the closer you look... Uh, you will see it, and uh-huh. uh, it's in, it's in in the plants and uh, and and in the animals for sure. You know, um, there's a wonderful herbologist uh, or herbalist, I guess, um, herbologist. Mm-hmm. What a silly thing I just said. But uh, he's an, he's a master herbalist. His name is uh, Stephen Herod Buner, and he's also sort of a plant biologist of sorts. But mm-hmm. uh, he's amazing. And he, we were talking one night about uh, how plant species move uh, through populations and, and how they tend to show up uh, mm-hmm. where they show up and why they mm-hmm. show up where they show up, right? Cool. And um, anyway, the, the, the gist of the story was, you know, that, that, that there's intention behind much of the plant kingdom, for sure. And, and you know, it, I'm reminded of this Native American tradition, you know, that when you walk through the forest, uh-huh. uh, you know, with intention, that the plant that you require will stand up and show itself to you, you know? Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is really true. I, I've had that happen in my own life, actually. A, a particular, uh, uh, you know, a particular organism that decided to make it into my life, and I had nothing to do with it, it, it uh-huh. you know? And I, it, it was a, a huge gift, you know? But you just have to be paying attention is the key, apparently. Well, we have to. And if we stop doing that busy worrying stuff in our brains so much and actually looked at what's around us, looked for patterns, looked for synchronicities, oh, man. looked for the rhythms of life, the harmony that's actually there, because our reality is where we're looking. Right. So oh, right. since there's so much good stuff really going on in my world and in many people's worlds, and I know there's other stuff, too. But we need to keep cultivating our attention to what we're here to create. And the things that we can actually have a direct effect and impact on, mm-hmm. you know, in our own worlds, I think. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to stop, you know, Rumsfeld and Cheney and these clowns. Well, I mean, maybe we will. Well, we do it through you know, direct, immediate action. Who maybe. knows? Because if we all got together and prayed for, like, resolve and resolution... Because according to, like, Michael Saller, for example, mm-hmm. and others in this conference coming, right. there has been some kind of, like, ET intervention about this comet breaking up, and there was a big thing that was supposed to happen May 25th, take out the East Coast or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember so the story, yeah. There has yeah. been, you know, prayer and direct intervention by we the people. And although there were, like, petitions asking them to help us, you know, how many thousands of people are going to get on the petition... I think ultimately it just takes one person, really, in heartfelt, earnest communication Mm -hmm. to say, I love Earth, I love the people, I know we're learning and growing, but, you know, there's so much wonderful beauty here. People are really waking up. Just, you know, just give us a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever, but just like, just see that part of it too, because I know we keep seeing all these horrible things in the news, but... Wait a minute, the life I'm living, the life you're living, the life many of your listeners are living, is way better than that. No question about it. For sure. Absolutely. No question about it. Zero question about it. So we have to just keep giving our attention to what we want to create. Mm -hmm. If we're upset about that story you 
you had about the vaccine, that stuff that oh, taints yeah. blood. It's like, oh, for God's sakes, these people, that they could even think like that. I know, it's absolutely They outrageous. could even think that money is more important than people's lives, but these are the people who are really wounded. Hmm. The people who are going out and doing things like this for money, they're the most profoundly wounded. Okay. Even in someone who's doing something really violent and brutal, at least that's right straight in your face. He's mad, he's going to take it out on you, or she is, or whatever. But someone who sits there in a cold, calculated way and says, well, we got all this blood, I mean, we spent mm. all this money to do it. Even though it's got AIDS on it, what the hell, let's just send it over to the French or the Japanese and mm. let's make mm. friends and, uh, you know, influence friends. Mm. But, no, that's, that's like, sad. But we can cultivate another consciousness that in our own personal interactions, every time we interact with people at work, are we being conscious about it? Are we giving them value for their money? When we do a service, do we really care that we're there giving the service to them? If we each just applied more caring, if we each reached out and thought higher thoughts and made that choice in that moment, we're continuing to build and create that higher mind that what the bleep shows us being created and developed. Yeah, and it's certainly uh, a better alternative than, than, than the other. Then a sharp stick in the eye. <laughs> a hot lava taken out your place. <laughs> but we can help all of these things be tempered, you know, um, because there are lots of changes that are coming, whatever they could be, and we already saw a few more earthquakes recently. Yeah. I'm reminded of what happened in The Secret Life of Plants, where oh um, Luther Burbank's Peter Tompkins, uh, his place, and what was happening with the earthquake, and he had a 10,000-pane glass, um, greenhouse mm-hmm. and the earthquakes happening all over mm-hmm. but at the end of it his greenhouse is intact yep, it was standing it was standing Amaz- everything was still standing amazing so to me that says you know let's be intact let's be in touch within ourselves with our world our environment let's generate domestic harmony as a resonant frequency mm-hmm. so that everything around us including the earth herself will feel that and respond. Absolutely. And this is how, you know, this is part of the 666 thing. This is part of the jump and maintaining a new world by creating it thought by thought, action by action, intention by intention, and reaching out. When we follow our hearts to go do this and that, like Michael and I were writing down the miracles we need to create the habitat, we wrote like 25 or 30 things, but guess what? They started showing up hmm. even more than before yeah. because it's timely now. And I can leave your audience with anything special or something more special. It's to start living your dreams. Start living what you came here to be. Start being real. Allow your children to be free. The world is going to be changing in six years, 2012. We're hardly going to recognize things or the face of it even. Our kids need to be able to thrive in whatever is coming. How are they going to learn to thrive? Yeah, regardless of class. yeah, regardless of 2012 is is a or big shift or not. Whenever, yeah. Whenever, kids, you know, life is very rich. They could learn more by play, which is how they're meant to learn Absolutely. in the first place. Absolutely. We should liberate the kids and let them play. Let them be happy. Let them learn for real what's important. Let mm. them choose. Let them have a say. And for goodness sakes, you know, if you've raised your kids well and feed them as well as you can and you love them and you touch them enough, 
they'll be strong enough. It's sort of like they need all these vaccinations or any of them necessarily. People need to think about everything that we're doing so that we can create the most soundness within us and around us mm-hmm. and for the earth. I love you, Star. No question about it. <laughs> for sure, Michael. If you say no question one more time, I'm oh, going to make you write zero question, zero question, zero question, zero question, zero question <laughs> about it. Yes. <laughs> I, I get lost in it. And well, for the people who, all right, let, let's do a quick language sculpting thing so people understand why you've been, why you're so upset with me. I'm so upset with you. Um, I'm just a gentle reminder. Language sculpting. Language sculpting, creating coherent realities through the conscious use of language. Yes. So when we say something, it's what we mean to say. So when you say, I really love you, Star, for sure, it's like, I really love you, Star, for sure. When you say, I really love you, Star, no question, it's like, well, where's the question? Do you really love me? What's the question? (laughs) Because you're bringing up the idea of the question. Rather than just a clear statement, I really love you, Star, for sure. I really love you, Mike, for sure. And our audience. And my friends Anna and Denise, who are my good sisters that I'm sharing time and space with and living on pod with. I'm inviting people to start living on pod. We started discussing that briefly. Yeah, yeah. But let's just fill it in a little bit. Yeah, we've got a few more minutes. Let's do it. Well, the idea of living on pod is having fun with each other. Um, Having fun either as adults or adults with children, um, as seniors, the elders of the kapuna of our families, you know. But it's about reconnecting with life, reconnecting with each other, finding out who we are together, what we're here to create with each other. Mm. So to fulfill my living on pod thing, I travel between one home and another home and another home and another place, and I gather information and I bring information, I bring things and get things back, and I exchange, um, you know, that consciousness of life being a flow. You're like this. Uh, you're like this human neurotransmitter, and you just sort of move. You know, it's you're just moving around and connecting <laughs> here and there. I love it. Yes, but we're all capable of being this. I'm just, you know, I have a little more practice. Let's say I'm older, um, but we can all liberate ourselves more. We can all be more playful. We can all extend ourselves to reach out to someone else and find out more about them. And lo and behold, we could find out the most amazing things Hmm. that someone we thought we knew has this whole other deep part of them that's a mystic or another part of them that, like, is a specialist in something, Hmm. you know, something wonderful that you always wanted to know about, whether it's, like, Ukrainian Easter eggs or or whatever. (laughs) But, you know, but there's richness. Our life is so rich. All we have to do is reach out, and yeah. it's there to meet us. And share it. And share it. Like aloha. Huh. Aloha is about sharing. That's why we're planet Puna, the aloha planet. And I give thanks to my Hawaiian hosts who, who graciously allow us to use that. Um, we're the aloha planet, but we want to connect people in the spirit of aloha to bring us together, to show that we have much more in common than anything else. Yes, I uh, I am in complete agreement with you. See how I didn't use the bad word? <laughs> I didn't but use I, the bad word. Did there? Oh, it's just a trap. It's like an, it's just, it's always I'm just always trapped. Okay, so sometimes you are. Before I do it again, 
I'm going to have to say goodbye. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been, it is. We've got uh we're done. We've got uh five all more right. minutes. I gotta s I gotta wrap things up and uh play one more okay. little goodbye song from Lizzie and uh oh. but uh okay. obviously we are always in touch whether we're on the air or not and we'll we'll do it again soon. Maybe next time we get Michael to join us. Uh-huh. And yeah. um Star, thank you so much. It's wonderful, You're and, and and it was a, it was sort of a departure for me, and I and I, I was sort of uncomfortable at first. I'll be honest, but it really turned into something really nice, as it always does with you. It's always, so, Mike. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and I just want to say thanks to you too, and to everybody who's participating with us, and our pod over in England, Napier, Ian, Trudy, Robert, Philip, everybody. Just love you all, Anna, Michael. Denise Tiger, Angelica, the baby that's coming. Hooray. 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 And happy 666, everybody. All right. Let's turn it around. You no know, doubt. it's just a 999 upside down. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, my, my, uh, I told you that Ashley is pregnant and she's due mm-hmm. uh, 9-11, as a matter of fact. And uh, and and people uh, people have said to me, oh yeah. no! And you know what I say? I hope he's born at 8:05 a.m. Baby, right, right on, on time. You know, yes. and uh, uh, it's going to be wonderful. We found out he's you know it's a boy uh, a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and anyway, I'm just thrilled. And and uh, you know, like you say, yes. it's, we turn it around. So yes, and I just want to say too for the new kids that are coming, we're creating a wonderful world together. So come on down. Come on down. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, and, and uh, you know, the revolution will not be televised, so they say. Well, the revolution is live <laughs> in our hearts. That's right. Let's okay. All right. Again, you, are, Mike. you are the best. All right. And uh, tell Michael I said hello, although I can say that myself because he joined right. us tonight. But uh, yeah. anyway, wonderful stuff, and we're going to continue to do it. All right? Aloha, yes. Aloha. Soon. All right. All right, everybody. That was the wonderful Star Newland. And uh, as I've said a number of times tonight, you can find information about her and her uh, wonderful uh, research and business uh, associate partner, Dr. Michael Heisen, at planetpuna.com. And you can always link there from my site at mikehagan.com. And uh, all right, thanks to everybody who's been listening over the web, all you guys and girls that have been over there on the uh, on the chat page. It's really cool. I'm getting better at using it and uh, sort of participating along with you guys as we do the show and uh, I love it and Larry and Carrie and everybody involved in making this possible for all of us thank you guys and girls so much I just got to tell you how much I appreciate it alright okay so next week oh my gosh you guys have been waiting dying Rian Eisler Rian Eisler check her out partnershipway.org she's the amazing author of The Chalice and the Blade, written 16 years ago, as poignant today as it's ever been. And uh, Rian's going to be with us live next week from California, and it is an absolute privilege to have her on the air with us. So, all right, that's next week. We'll also have the live in-studio music of Michael Kane, a wonderful local musician here, okay? All right, it's Mike. Thanks to everybody. As I say always, if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I love you all. And uh, here we go. One last thing from Lizzie West and the White Buffalo. This is... As I've said all night uh, from her CD, I Pledge Allegiance to Myself. This is the title track, and uh, here's to it. Let me try it again.